Welcome, 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 Real Stories Podcast listeners, to another edition of Real Stories with Graham and Brian. Uh, so this this episode, we interviewed a guy that's been been around uh, for a long time in not only my life, but probably in a lot of our listeners' lives. Uh, maybe he's arrested a few of you. <laughs> if you've been unfortunate enough to come across him at a professional level, uh, I, I assume he probably treated you right, but sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, so this guy was a sheriff's deputy for a while. He started at the sheriff's department in high school. He eventually became a detective and a crime and scene investigator uh, for Wyandotte County for I don't know, 20 years. Number of years, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, ended up at the city court, uh, the municipal court, as the bailiff for Judge Osborne. Uh, just a great guy. Just uh, has a great, I've, I've listened to this episode, just has a great tone to his voice too. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah he's got a great radio voice. Yeah. Uh, so listen to this before you before bedtime, kids. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna, the velvety smooth sounds are going to put you to sleep. Yeah, we covered everything from, I mean, it's, he, he's got an old German family that came to Salem Township back in the 1800s, uh, which we didn't really get into too much. Mostly we talked about his time uh, serving the county uh, yeah. in a police, you know, in, for the sheriff's office. Telling old sheriff stories. It was T- fun. Telling old yeah. sheriff stories. We made sure we went through and made sure nobody's names uh, that, you know, would matter were in there. Um, you know, he, he was very good about uh, just saying uh, a guy or, you know, had a, had a perp or, you know, something like that. So, yeah, there, there's no secrets. There's no secrets here. Everything we talked about was is, is public knowledge yep. and public record. So, uh, I don't. I don't think we'll offend anybody. But this was a really great one, um, and it's with Ron Godfried, uh, which, you, if you're listening, you already know because it's. Well, I guess the title is Frog Tales. Uh, uh, his nickname is Frog. Uh, we'll get to why his How nickname why. is Frog. Yeah. It's not, actually not a, a fantastic story. Necessarily. It really is, but, but it but it sticks. It's how yeah. nicknames happen. Uh, he's a he's a good guy. Uh, we really really appreciated him sitting down and talking to us. It was a very fun episode. We did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Ron's a great guy, and if you ever get the chance to, you know, pick his brain for a couple hours, I highly recommend. Oh it. man, he's <laughs> he is a good talker. He's a great storyteller. Uh, oh yeah, he is. He he helped Brian and I do our job here on this one for sure. Yeah. Anything yeah. else, Brian, going on for the good of the order? Uh, I don't think so. Not not at the moment. Uh, it's yeah. springtime, man. It's springtime. May. It's yeah. mid-May right now. This episode will be out by probably the third week of May, and it's school's almost out. Yeah. Yards are growing. We've got a lot of work ahead. Graham and I have a lot of work ahead of us getting a couple more episodes out, but uh, we're certainly going to try and do that for you. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll push some out this summer for sure. Yeah. We've, we've taken summers off a little bit in the past, but I think this year we're going to... Well, historically, we've gone up, I think, into and through July. Yeah, you or might be into right. July. Yeah. So we'll take July off, or we'll we'll see how many we can get in here before July, and then uh, start back up at the end of golf season, late September. Yep. There you go. Cool. All right, guys. This is the uh, real story of Ron Godfrey. We're going to call it Frog Tales. We hope you guys enjoy. Hey. All right. Well, welcome, guys. We are here today with Ron Godfrey. Ron Godfrey is a, a longtime Wyandotte County resident, worked for the sheriff's office. You're a sheriff's deputy. Yes. I, I, we'll get all these uh, stats in, but we'll read the for CD a long time. The end of the uh, show. You, you start working at 
the sheriff station when you were 18, I think. Right, was, right after high school. The, yeah, the day I became 18. Really? I was still in high school working. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. It was uh, fantastic. I could study there. Um, got yeah. off at midnight and uh, went to school, went home, went to school. Went back in at 4 o'clock, I think, or 3.30. Uh, like, were you a deputy? No. Okay, you just worked up there. Just a high school kid that had no idea what he was doing. And cleaning, like cleaning shit? And- uh, you know what? We <laughs> No, you're a radio operator. Oh, like okay. a dispatcher. Yeah. Um, and if you want to go into that, you know, totally unprepared, uh, there were times you were working by yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody went home because I'd work late shift on weekends and holidays. And uh, you're totally unprepared. And uh, I handled domestic violence calls at 18 18 years old. No wife, no kids. And everybody went home. And ladies were calling me up going, he's hitting me. What do I do? I go, I'd leave him. (laughs) Um, Well, I've got kids. He's got all the money. What do I do? And I go. Well, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly you turn into Dr. Trying, Ruth. Let's do this. Let's, let's start saving money. So there I am handling domestic violence calls <laughs> at 18. Nobody's working. Nope. They all go home at 3 o'clock sometimes. Nobody's monitoring this. Nobody's. No one. <laughs> yeah. Let's start saving money. <laughs> yeah, I did. Step said, one. Well, let's start saving money so you can get out of this relationship. And I'm going, well, what do I know about relationships <laughs> um, or having kids? Uh, so you just have to handle what you could handle yeah um and and fake it most of the time fake it till you make it man yeah yeah Yeah. took care of the prisoners in there um that was always interesting you know i i came off the farm and all of a sudden i'm exposed to this stuff and uh the prisoners uh, i had to care for them at night and uh sometimes uh upper pd would throw a drunk off and go it's your problem now yeah Oh, what do I do? I can't. They're passed out on the floor. So I had to go in, get my trustees, the ones that sat with me all night writing stories and writing books and shining my shoes. And I would, <laughs> this is, when you say your trustees, these are the inmates you trust, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So they would come out and I go, everybody take a leg or an arm and we would take the female up the steps and throw her in the cell block upstairs. The jail was really crude back then. Same uh, place though, right? Downstairs. Same place, and I do love yeah. it. Uh, they had a drunk, had a padded cell, mm. which is the female block now. Nice. Okay. Um, had a bathtub in the other cell block with no no uh, plug, a couch, and a bed. Uh, broken windows. Um, occasionally, we get a mental patient up there. Oh, yeah. Before air conditioning, they're screaming. The neighbors, Ron Mong, was across the street with Paul. Oh, yeah. Yep. Said he couldn't sleep because the people are howling out the window. Man, what are you going to uh, do? <laughs> Sorry, Ron. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't know what to do with them either, you know. Um, but I, those trustees, uh, I would bribe them. Um, <laughs> all right. If you help me do this, I'll sneak back to the sheriff's cupboard and get you... Yep, Coca-Cola or anything. Well, one time they drank the sheriff's uh, something duck, some kind of wine. Oh, okay. Cold duck? Cold duck, thanks. (laughs) It was cobbles cold. They went back there and they... It's like mad dog. Didn't come out for a while. I said, I told you you could have something to eat. Well, they found the sheriff's cold duck on the back porch and they're half in the bag, so I got to get them back into the cell block. Yeah. uh, Those trustees helped me a lot. Yeah. 
I like that. Show me how to roll cigarettes. Trustees. Show me how to roll cigarettes. Oh, I never seen that before. No? Yeah. Kite, kite tobacco. Oh yeah, has the papers in it, and they'd sit out there, uh, and and most of the old guys would know the same people. They're rolling these things, and I don't smoke or anything back then, so I'm trying to roll it. And I lit it about two puffs. Crap's falling all over me. <laughs> it's an art. It is an art. Yeah, they're yeah, good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when but, you got time, I guess to invest. Yeah, <laughs> rolling cigarettes on the I was house a lawn. Poor student, though. <laughs> Uh, what an amazing things those guys did! Uh, but I, but I so, needed them. They helped me solve my first uh, felony case. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't tell people that. No, well, <laughs> you know, I had one trustee, uh, last name Brown, real nice guy. He was helping yeah. me out, and uh, he got out of jail. And uh, one night he comes in about four in the morning, and he Rogers Jewelry. Uh, is uptown, uh, close to the poor house, I think. Okay. Uh, and he throws all these watches, rings, and stuff on the counter. He goes, I figured you'd get, they'd catch me anyway, Ron. I'm just going to turn myself in. <laughs> I go, What'd you do, Brownie? I broke into Roger's jewelry. <laughs> so you're shitting me. Well, what the hell did you do that for? <laughs> well, basically, I'm just sitting there going, Okay. So I called up a PD. I said, Why don't you check Roger's jewelry out? I think Jack Austin was working. Okay. Somebody broke into it. I'm sitting here with this guy going, okay, <laughs> come on by my office. We're busy. I said, no, you need to stop by. This might be a good time. What do you want? I go, you need to stop, stop in here. This <laughs> is my first recovery was all this jewelry from the trustee who I had kind of felt guilty or sobered up a little bit. and uh, Rookie deputy. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just a high school kid. I'm <laughs> yeah, not even right. a deputy. Yeah. It just, uh... But you knew who to call, and yeah. you knew how to get him there oh, yeah. and keep that yeah. guy there. Uh, yeah. I had... mean, why would you rob it and then immediately come turn yourself in? Like, wouldn't you in the middle of it be like, oh, wait. Well, I shouldn't do this. Haven't we all? <laughs> Seems we, like a good idea at the time. Yeah, at the time. We've all been <laughs> yeah. in that going, wow, that was really stupid. Yeah. Here, here's a question I wonder. Yeah. You think they would have caught him? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Probably no cameras. I don't know. No, there's no camera. What? No DNA. I mean, yeah, like none of that stuff. We actually had later on. I actually had some criminals drop their driver's license. That's oh a, yeah. Oh, sure. Thank God for Jeez. stupid criminals. You know, that's how you start out arresting those guys. Yeah. An old police chief told me one time, Brian, if they were smart, we'd never catch them. Yeah, and the the the, <laughs> the better they are, the more fun it is. Yeah. Because, true. um, you know, we we had the dumb ones, of course. Uh, and then later on, um, but yeah, I don't know if you want to go into that now, but, uh, check kiter. Oh yeah. Is, uh, okay. Check kiter. My wife comes home and goes, uh, Hey, I have this guy. He's all dressed up. He's cashing checks from out of town. If I have a line of, of customers, he'll wait for me. Hmm. And I said, well, those checks from all out of state. I said, what state? She goes, Indiana. Probably couldn't even do that now with the privacy laws on banking. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, he's Indiana. That's a different Fed district. It takes a couple of days. Our Fed's Cleveland. I said, he's a check guider. Uh, probably. And he wants to gain confidence with you. Uh, his name was, I'll use his name, Pat Bush. And this guy's good. Mm -hmm. This guy's really good. We took him down. He had a computer. We we have typewriters that don't work. 
Okay. I think they just got rid of those. I mean, the, the letters are up and down yeah. and red and black. And we have junk uh, to operate with. And this guy had an Olivetti computer. He's printing off his own checks. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's and, the magnetic ink and everything. On yeah, the, it's yeah. fantastic. And so we took him down. Um, and it was a check hiding. And uh, he's back in the cell block. And he, he does, he's smart. He doesn't say a word. Mm-hmm. Okay. And finally, I went back there one time. I said, Pat, you know what you screwed up? He just nodded his head like, what? I said, you always went to my wife, and I told you you were a check kiter. <laughs> <laughs> he just he throws his head back like, oh, I'm so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but, I didn't know that was your wife. <laughs> <laughs> he, but, of course, it's small town Ohio. It's just, Everybody's related. Well, that small town stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. is good and bad. Yeah, yeah uh, It can be right. fantastic to solve crime sometimes. And it's really bad because, you know, there's family members that you run into. Sure. Um, yeah. And they're still around here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. You know, you don't want to tell them, hey, you know, this is what your uncle did. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want my kids telling them this is what your dad did either. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I get it. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Good little intro there. Let's back up. So, yeah, so okay. You, so you grew up on a farm. You, yeah, you're, farm kid. You're, you guys are old school Salem Township. Dairy farmers. Dairy farmers. I've had cow shit where you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Try me, Ron. That was, that was, another, that was another reason with the sheriff's department, you know, get out of the cow manure. Get away from Oh, the yeah. 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 Everything I had smelled like cow crap. Yeah. My car, everything. So your mom and dad were Lou and Francis. It was it was yeah. Fran, Fran Fran Lou Farms or that's Fran correct. Lou Dairy Farms. Yeah, um, and so that's what you did growing up. I mean, you were that's all I did. Yep, that's all I did. Waking up early and that whole dairy farm life. So where where was that farm in San? Uh, Forty nine. Okay, about a half a mile, quarter mile. I still live on the farm. Oh, that's that's your. Uh, oh, you that's there? yours. Okay. But the main the main farmhouse is up, up close to the road. I live back by the woods. And you're yeah. back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Are you back by the cabin? Yeah. Yeah. You have a house back there. Are you in the cabin? You are the cabin, aren't you? I just a pole barn I live in. And, yep. Uh, the cabin. That's what I thought. Yep. The, the cabin's in the woods. I live on the outside of the woods. Okay. Yep. I wondered about the that. cabin's still there. The tax department found that. Ah. Yeah, they're taxing me for that little. Party. It's on it. Uh, really? It's a party. Yeah. It was a party. So I have a foundation. How's that work? How uh, they Pardon? just they just it's know it's there and they satellites. They caught um, it. They saw yeah. Pete North. Yeah. Freaking Pete North <laughs> out there getting you. <laughs> when I realized it's being taxed, I'm gonna burn it down, you know. That's wrong. Yeah, your kids aren't out there getting drunk. Nobody anymore. nobody's out there anymore. There's <laughs> stuff still written inside that, you know. Oh, if those walls could talk, I'm oh sure there's some good stuff yeah, out you there. You got to ask Brian and Jim. So okay, so you grew no, up I was out there. there. <laughs> I don't need to ask about everything. Your um and you know your dad. Your dad was like a historian, like a little kind of Wyandotte County historian. He believed he was. He believed he was. Yeah. Hey, I think anybody that tries <laughs> to preserve the history of of their area is a historian. Yeah. And yeah, then, uh, and then your mom, uh, Francis, played the organ, uh, yeah. and you know, I'm assuming was like just helping out. She lived up by Cary. Um, she was raised up there. Okay. What was her maiden name? Uh, Swartz. Swartz. With an O. Swartz with an O. Found, yeah. I found out the oddball spelling. I got in trouble at the sheriff's department. I, I typed a report up one time, 
and I put S W O R T S. They said, nobody spells it that way. I said, yeah. my family does. I go, they said, it's incorrect. I had to open a phone book and go, there's my grandmother's name. And I found out later on, um, it is a bastard name. Oh. They had swapped it. He was a Confederate soldier. He's buried down at Harpster at Little Sandusky. He's a captured Confederate soldier in Camp Chase in Columbus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he signed a release that he wouldn't fight for the Confederacy. He's from Virginia. Came up to Little Sandusky Harpster. Changed his spelling of his last name, just in case the South wins, sure. okay? <laughs> and then switched his first and last name. Oh. And it's Ebenezer something Swartz. And actually, Ebenezer was his middle name. He's, oh, okay. He's, he's buried down in Little. You know, that happened a lot. That, I, that type of thing happened a lot. I had no idea. Yeah, yes. trying, to, trying to escape a past? Yes. Yeah, or, yeah. or, your, or, or your brother committed a crime, yeah. sure. and you had the same last name. You live in a small area and you're like nope we can't be in in a in the age where name mattered you know yes. your, your your honor it was, it was a smart honor. move on his behalf uh, yeah um uh, mm-hmm. by signing that agreement dave fadley i think is the one who did research and found me some more information on him uh and i think uh, zimmerman has his confederate states belt buckle i believe john oh. zimmerman had it <laughs> excuse me don't know where it's at now okay but uh that was interesting how he changed his name, uh, first and last, first, middle name and first name switched back, and this goofy spelling of the last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, so anyway. So then you go through high school. You went to Upper. Yeah. You didn't go to Salem. That was closed by. The- uh, but you know what? I uh, went to Salem when it was still a high school till the third grade. Okay. Yep. And then, and then on to corn huskers, I think it is. Was that true? Uh, I think that's right. <laughs> Thank yeah. God they consolidated it. Was the Marseilles Bulldogs? Yeah. The yeah, Harpster. Ah, oh, shoot. I should know them all, but I forget them. Yeah. And it was the corn huskers, yeah. the Salem corn huskers. Uh, we went to Upper. Did you do, were you like as cool as you are now in high school, or were you, you know, just like a normal, normal kid? You yeah, play Ron, sports? Were you as cool then as you are now? You, you seem like, I mean, I know you've a little we, bit less. Yeah. I think we were all way less cool. We were all way less cool. You're in high right. School. You're right. I just, uh, you know, you just get by in yeah. high school. Oh, yeah. Um, I tell kids that all the time. Like, yeah. look, you just got to get out of here. Just get through it. Yeah. It's, it, you, you know, Enjoy what you can while you're here, but like mostly you're here so that you cannot be here. So you can move on. To the <laughs> you're absolutely stage. correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, and getting out of here was fantastic for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, getting out of Upper for a little bit. Wyandotte County. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it, you know, college and number one, the sheriff's department, you ran into other ethnics. Um, Lorraine, where I went to school was, uh, I think Caucasians maybe 50%. What, um, what school in the, like Lorraine County? Lorraine County Community College. I oh, jokingly okay. tell LCCC. people you've heard of Harvard and Yale. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we are the other end of the spectrum. Okay. Yeah. But I do love that place. Sure. Uh, yeah. Lorraine was. Uh, I know people that went there. Really? Yeah. What was her uh, major? Jeff Hepp went there for a while. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Right out of high school. It was. Yeah. Lorraine was fantastic. I, I found it in the share, when I was at the Sheriff's Department. There's only two universities east of Mississippi that had police science. 
there's a criminal justice in, in the major colleges, but as far as crime scene investigation, Lorraine was one of two east of Mississippi, and there's one in L.A. Oh, okay. And so um, that's why I went up there, and that place was fantastic. I I used what they taught me. These are all old detectives that taught this. Oh, cool. Old Cleveland detectives, probably. Or Shaker Heights. Shaker but, Heights, yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Chief, Chief, Chief Drinkin, the guy who did Sam Shepard's murder case. I take cla- uh, classes with him. Um. He's in there. They're they're amazing guys. Uh, taught me a lot. Sam Sansone. He uh, writes uh, police photography books that are used to all be nice. At that time, Sam's an old man, probably deceased now. Um, These are leaders in their field that, that you're learning from. Right? Oh my yeah. god, I yeah, loved that's it. Cool. I, yeah. That's cool. They were absolutely amazing. Sam. Uh, I'm talking to people. He goes, and I remember you have the little old ladies here. He says, once you throw the fingerprint powder around, he says, you want to stop in and check on them from time to time and just see how they're doing, make them feel good, that someone cares about them. And he says, sometimes it has great dividends. He's, and we said, like what, Sam? And he points out to this 1962 <laughs> Cadillac giant black car okay <laughs> had fins on it like a shark okay yep. <laughs> had chrome all across the front and he goes and sometimes when they pass away they remember you yeah. <laughs> i go you're cool <laughs> the other guy we had up there uh, george george uh uh new york state police and uh then later on he did uh security for nuclear power plants And he was telling us he had plans for everything, including hijacking of a plane and flying it into a nuclear power plant. Sure. In 1970, he says, uh, at one time, I was pretty amazed. He goes, you're going to have a tough time doing a homicide when the only relationship between the the perp and the victim would be um, uh, none, and it's religious or uh, political motive. Yeah and a mass killing and that was 1970 and I, I actually thought of him the world trade center yeah yeah um, that's exactly what it was he was he, he was talking about it in 1971 was, yeah cia was definitely doing research on on mass yeah. uh, execution stuff clear back into the actually coming out of oss after world war ii was when they kind of started looking at that stuff those, I, you know, those guys were fantastic up there you know later on and you think about it initially you go i'll never see that but uh yeah that's that's the once in a hopefully 100 years that we see something like that pretty amazing yeah so you went so you went school you have a degree like an associate is that like an associate's and um then after the army i went to tiffin and i think um statistics that's the only class i need to graduate after i retired i called him up and i go hey can i take this class and graduate as an old fart they go, well, we've changed the curriculum. You'll have to take it like 15 classes. No, you sons of bitches. I don't, I don't think I'm going to take it. No. We'll just write that part off on my resume. What if I gave you $15,000? Could, you, you could I have somebody else take this class? <laughs> could I? Would you just give me a degree in something? Yeah, after all yeah. the money I've already given you, yeah. you uh, well, it's okay. And all that service time that you've given. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess I'll stay home and drink instead. Why not? And I've done that well. <laughs> so great, great effort there, Ron. Yeah. Well, thanks. thanks. Uh, all right. So you mentioned you went to, you were in the army. When was that? Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, so hold on. Let me. I want to get this timeline straight. So you graduated from Upper, and you were still... What year did you graduate? 70? 69. Okay. okay, so you were still working at the Sheriff's Department. We're so good. We're right? so fine. We're the class of 69. That's disgusting, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, the high school. Let's see. It's Upper's <laughs> 69, I graduate. My draft number was like uh, number four, five, six, or seven. Oh. And there's a motivating factor to study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my yep. grades instantly went up. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I bet they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suddenly that became less and less appealing as you. Yeah, like. yeah. I, I don't think I want to join the Marine Corps right now. <laughs> and so, uh, went to Lorraine. I think seventy. That's a two-year degree. Probably seventy-two. Graduated. Okay. No, seventy-one. I went in the Army. 69, 70, 71. And, uh, man, so you thought you'd were gonna, you thought you're gonna wait it out and uh, <laughs> you got yeah. done. In two you know, years I didn't, like, ha- I really had, uh, my parents had joined the Peace Corps by the time I graduated from high school. I had no financial okay. support. They told me, uh, your sister's moving the house, there's some gas in a tank, and there's some meat in the refrigerator, and it's adios. Yeah. Okay. Plenty of milk. I yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It, looking back, I mean, it was probably good for me. Yeah. You yeah. Have, you have about 10 seconds to grow up. And so. Yep. Learn how to read fine print. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> um, you know, that's what you got to do. It was good for me. Where were you? Did you, you know, did you ever go overseas? Did you go to Vietnam? No. So did okay. You, you enlisted, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Jim Nidico, I feel sorry. In case Jim ever hears this, I'm still apologizing. Um, <laughs> Jim's my college roommate, good friend. And when I got drafted, we, we both went down. Uh, John Hunter got us an interview with Billy Brown, state attorney general. Mm-hmm. And we got a job with BCI. Oh, nice. Okay. Quite proud of ourselves. Sure. I got home. My draft notice was in the mailbox. And uh, Jim and I were talking. Jim says, well, I'll probably get drafted, too. He had a higher number, like 190-something. I hate to ask him. He says, I'll probably get drafted, too. I'll just join with you. I go, well, we'll never see each other because I'm drafted. You're going to enlist. Mm-hmm. And so we won't go at the same time. So they let me uh, enlist for two. Okay. And he enlisted for two, thinking with our background in Lorraine, we'll both be in peace. Yeah. And... uh we had basic together at Fort Knox, and he left for uh, MP, I think in uh, Georgia. And I sat there for two weeks. A school teacher and I sat there for two weeks doing nothing. He got shots for all kind of countries. And finally one day they said, uh, go down and get these shots. We both got a boatload of shots in our ass like everybody else. And I go, what are these shots for? They go, well, you're going to Vietnam. Oh. I said, I haven't even had AIT. I haven't had any training. I just had basic. Mm-hmm. You can't send me straight there. You got to <laughs> show me how to just shoot the gun. Shoot this the can't gun. be how this works. Throw a hand grenade. There's got to be a better, better way to do this. Yes. Something. <laughs> and so this guy and I, when I got one terrible, terrible drunk on. Oh, yeah. We were both crying on each other's shoulders. Going, what do we do to deserve this crap? And the next day they changed his orders. I think he went to Panama Canal and uh, he said, you're going to Germany. I said, what am I doing in Germany? Well, they kept reading these numbers. You're an O5C. What, I don't know what an O5C is. Mm-hmm. And 
I got to Fort Dix. I kept asking people, what am I doing going to Germany? You're an O5C. Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, what's, yeah what they is just that? won't tell you. Like it's so. Oh, ridiculous. when you get there, they'll send you back because you haven't any training. There's, Perfect. There's two schools for I, that. I only got two years of this. So. There's two schools for the O5C. I found out later on. It's a radio. It's a cryptode radio teletype. Oh, okay. And my dad had told me in World War II, he passed one more test than his buddies did, and they were on an aircraft carrier, and he was on a frigate. And uh, he said, unfortunately, they died. He mm-hmm. says, they, uh, in the Pacific, they got hit. But he says, do the best you possibly can on those tests. Well, as a kid, I used to build Heathkit shortwave radios. Oh, nice. Taught myself Morse code. Mm-hmm. And, and as a, in high school, I needed some extra class, fill in some time. I took typing. Yep. And so I could type. Well, those things got me skipping the military school, sent straight to Germany. And they said, you're ahead of this site. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's cryptoed. Uh, you can't read anything. It comes out in five-letter it gets decryptized several sure. times. You don't really read it. And you're ahead of this net. I go, I'm the head of it. I don't even know anything about your transmitters. <laughs> I you have an associate's Three degree, big right? transmitters, a horizontal antenna. I don't know what frequencies you guys work on. Or what's legit. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you some stuff about that. Also, I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, they said, you're back up to the 3rd German Corps. Okay, now I'm the only American on there. Maybe yeah, the 5th Corps, I think, U.S., I, and the rest of them are uh, European. Um, a lot of Germans, 12th Panzer Division. But they do what I say. I, go, I don't even know what to tell them. Have a smoke. <laughs> yeah, well, that, Take that, a break. that happened a lot. It's going to be a minute. <laughs> a lot of Frisbee playing. Um, so the Germans go, Gottfried. Are you, are you German? And not anymore. You have to go back <laughs> two generations, I think. And he would tell me, real nice guy, he says, you need to come back to the motherland. And so he's <laughs> teaching me some German. But they have to go through everything's in English that, that on the broadcast. And you know, if I'd break down, I'd ask him what we're doing. And uh, one day I broke down. I said, you're, on, you're in charge of the net. And uh, I could still receive messages. He goes, hey, Godfrey broke down. He says, everybody take a break. We'll see you tomorrow. He, he told all the rest of the people to go swimming and stuff. I'm in a Nazi German barracks that doesn't have anything, flush toilets. <laughs> There's a big swastika on a pillbox that I walked down past. Uh, the, uh, where our radio rigs sit, is it's blown up from World War II, and I'm sitting there. And I'm, this place sucks. It, Feels like it's already been hit once. Yeah, what, it has. What's to keep it from getting hit again? Yeah, it's. It, oh well. We had a lot of fun with those guys. I did take German television off the air one time. Yeah, you because did. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, we were on maneuvers, and I couldn't get any messages through. The East Germans would jam you, mm-hmm. and they would use tones, of course, because we're we're a, a teletype. Different tones set off at different letters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Germans would jam you in part of the Eastern Bloc. So I go, okay, we can't message through. So I have to flip back to Morse code. They can't, they can't get my typed messages. So I said, we're going to go to this frequency. I found a frequency. It sounded clear. We're going to this frequency. 
We're going to hit a phase for 45 minutes to two hours. And said, so if it doesn't work, we'll go three. So I think we end up taking like three hours. Every base all over Europe is hitting a phase, which is a, a, a steady beat yep. that all of our crypto gear locks in together. And I broke the crypto and I hit it and we started sending messages and I was so proud of myself. <laughs> and uh, next day, the uh, German post office, which is also their FCC, uh-huh. is up on top of the hill. The balloon comes out and the antenna. And I'm asking my sergeant, they go, what are those guys doing up there? Are they checking on us? <laughs> he goes, no, I said, some dumbass. He says, wiped out Germ- all German television had this steady black line going through it. <laughs> Then I go, well, frequency, where are they, Sarge? What a jackass. And he told me, because I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. I go, really? Oh, fuck, that was me. <laughs> and of course, and all those transmitters were all all over Europe, yeah. sending out to St. Paul's. Yeah. So I kind of took TV off the air for a while. I didn't take any credit for it. But like Heidi, were they watching Heidi that night? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of a German TV show. I German TV is uh, it was kind of a trip. When I first got there, in, uh, I was in uh, Bierstadt, uh, Mannheim, uh, Germany. N- north of Mannheim, actually, in Sandhofen. But uh, when I first got there, I go, what is this place? A bunch of guys are in the bar down below. They're listening on Armed Forces Network to the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Huh. And on TV, <laughs> TV is a squirrel crawling down a log, a nature program. And they're all engrossed in this squirrel. And I go, how much booze do you have to drink to watch, to listen to the Lone Ranger and Tonto? Armed Forces Network has some great shows, but these people were stoned. <laughs> they were really bad. Uh, it's that was you know that was only twenty five years post Reconstruction after World War Two. Yes, I mean, they so, had bombs going off the airports yet. Did they? Uh, there's so many bombs in the mud. Occasionally, they would have one yeah. go oh, off man. up north. Um, I had a swastika on a pillbox. We stayed in a Nazi barracks. Um, they used tons of concrete during World War Two. So it's still there. Yeah, uh, I think we qualified on a SS Nazi range, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I will not badmouth Germans. I lived on the economy; those people treated me great. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't have oh. much either back then. I mean, no. at, at that time. It's yeah, right. it's, yeah. It's right. And I mean, Germany is a great country that Absolutely. got really messed up for. Yes, a they while. did. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, just out of curiosity, Mannheim is that is that where your family's? near there from actually i found out okay we found out they're like 20 miles away yeah yeah i didn't know that till my I, was there for two years I, I graham sent me some stuff earlier today and i was i was looking at it I, I just happened to look it up and then i realized oh yeah that's uh real close to where i think like the uh garden shime and i believe some others but was yeah it was stationed yeah. right close to it yeah the Mannheim stockade i got in trouble one time um is the european prison which they'll send anybody from Europe to that prison. Was And I had guard duty one night. And so I went out of my area and I leaned against the fence of the prison on the railroad tracks. All of a sudden, I'm seeing blue lights. <laughs> I'm hearing sirens. Yeah. Just I'm watching going, these cars. Yeah, oh, I'm looking down. What there. these guys are doing? Yeah. Well, I see <laughs> some I, asshole did I something the, wrong. I see the MPs <laughs> with a little light coming at me. I hear the dogs barking. I'm going, 
Oh shit! This might be me. So I'm laying, I'm laying in the middle of railroad tracks, spread eagle, and their dogs are just they're holding their dog, and I never yeah. trust MPs. Yeah, I mean MPs. Oops, we shot him. Okay, <laughs> I, it, yeah, accidents happen, yeah, yeah, and I, I got it. these dogs barking at me. One's close to my crotch, and I'm going, "Oh my!" Here they had an escapee, and. They just happened to see some bozo Somebody hanging out, laying against, against the fence <laughs> in the middle of the night, and, and it, it, they drew their alarm. But I thought he's gonna die. Yeah, I bet. I, yeah. Oh my god! That's when you get that pucker factor a little it bit. It was tight. Yeah, it was really. <laughs> it was tight. That's all you could do. Yes, it was. Uh, so you were there for two years. Yeah, you got two, lucky. I mean, that's a pretty lucky two yeah, years. The, the guy I replaced went to Vietnam. Um, I said, "Why would you go to Vietnam?" He says, "You'll find out." <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, he got an early out he got a nine month early out by going at that time they were trying to not take people from the states so you could go from germany to vietnam we had a nine month early out on top of it and be in great shape um i don't know i don't know if it'd be worth it i'm happy i didn't i have friends that went yeah um uh, i was thrilled to death that you know on the bright side um i would take vacations in the winter time i never came back to the states but I could take cheap tours um, from where I'm at, which would be south of Frankfurt. And I, I took a bus tour, went down to Bern, Switzerland, stayed there for a couple of days, went to Paris for a couple of days, went to uh, Denmark. Uh, my my we, parents had foreign exchange students when I was a kid, so mm-hmm. they had friends up there. So we went up there to stay at their house for a couple of days and had a good time. Have you uh, have you been back there since? No, no. You know okay. what I did was when I got back here. I haven't seen the United States. Mm-hmm. I've seen Austria, uh, Switzerland, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Denmark, uh, France, but I hadn't seen the United States. Hadn't seen the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Hadn't seen. So that's seen what I've been working on the past ever yeah. since. <laughs> and so later on, I do want to sneak back and uh, see my old apartment in the house. And that'd be cool. Yeah, and, I wonder if it's there. I I, according to yeah. uh, google earth it's there it's still there <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that'd be cool yeah, it's probably I, been there for 400 years that you know history amazes me yeah well we got an antique here and i i'm looking at their antiques uh i've worked in worms germany worms the church is built around 1250 mm-hmm. and uh german homes didn't have any antiques they don't even want antiques uh my neighbors you had all modern things it, what do we need antiques for? They have stuff that in a thousand year old home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the things that, it, that sets apart Americans when they travel abroad is that they can't believe how old things are. You know, they, yeah, they absolutely. go, they go to a city and they say, Oh, this, this house, this apartment is 500 years old. It's so cool. You're and, absolutely correct. And they're like, well, yeah, but we that, don't have history like we, that. We don't that have, we yeah. know. Yeah. No, right. Ours is in the ground. Yes. Right. In our history. Yeah. yeah. It's not, yep. it's not up top. Yeah. Nice. So you okay? So you're in Germany for two years till seventy four. Yeah, seventy three, seventy four. Yeah. Okay. Came back home and then uh, right up to the sheriff's department. I tried to get in the sheriff's department, and they said, "Well, you can run radios here." I go, "I've been doing that, and I have a degree. <laughs> what do you want me to do here?" And who's, no, wait who, for an opening. Who was the sheriff when you came? Cobble. Back? Cobble. A cobble. Okay. What a treat. Yeah. It's a cobble with a K. K U B L E. K U. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how is he? How, you know, how do you explain Mark Cobble? I don't know. I've, I've known. At, at one point, 
when he was sick, we said, look, you just stand there and wave. <laughs> or if you die, give us some posters, we'll get you reelected. <laughs> okay, just don't tell anybody. I think we could have done it. I don't doubt it. He had multiple sclerosis, I think, oh. when he finally had to quit. But uh, working with that guy was amazing. An eye-opener, you know, um, his friends, his horse racing. Never take a check from him. <laughs> uh, seriously. <laughs> this guy's the sheriff, and I could talk about him, and he would okay it. <laughs> um, only the only the coroner can serve the sheriff a paper. That's right. Yeah. So Herschel Rhodes. Uh, that's correct. Park, and, park Rangers. I knew that. Or, uh, if you're in, right on, I don't know. I don't think so. I think in Wyandotte County, the only person that could arrest Tom be, Fry that would is be the coroner. St- statewide okay. would be the coroner. To my knowledge, now things change. So yeah, I I could be wrong. Kurt, I, Kurt and I just talked about not yeah not, I, not very long ago. I was so. under the impression that the like a. a State ranger, or forest ranger, or wildlife officer could. Oh, like could the game that. warden? Game warden. That's maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm not I don't aware, know. I'm anyway, not aware of that. I, I, but Herschel Rhodes would walk in. I have a paper to serve the sheriff. <laughs> you know, Herschel. <laughs> what, do, what do I do with this? So I had to help Herschel fill out the paperwork. <laughs> I said, serving it residential, and I'll make sure the sheriff gets it. You know, but Mark would write bad checks to Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> just wrote a check if he, he yeah but tell you to work for uh he let he gave us freedom to work yep uh which is what we really appreciated yeah um in fact and in, in when he was gone we didn't realize how much freedom he had given us to work those cases uh, yeah if you have to if you have to make a name for yourself in the community it's nice to be able to do it on your own terms yeah. and and part of being a any kind of law enforcement agent is making some kind of reputation for yourself as being honest and fair and, and reputable. You don't want to be known as crooked. Do you remember like the first, your first arrest? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I can remember my first bar. I remember my first night working by myself. They made us work with the old guys. Number one, I hate lazy cops. I hate lazy cops. Oh yeah. And, uh, if they walked in here, I would go, you're a lazy cop. Okay. Get away from me. <laughs> Uh, they made us work with these old guys who didn't have any training. Yeah. Oh my God. They were the old night watchmen. Yes. And you yeah. had to shut up. You yep. can't, you can't say anything when you're brand new. I'm drinking coffee. Leave me alone. Oh, one guy, <laughs> one guy we had to work with would drink coffee all night and carry. He would get back in the car and go out outside the corporation limit, do a checkup, come back in the carry. Go, oh my God, I'm dying. I can't have any more coffee. Um, <laughs> uh, but he would drive a hundred miles an hour. With one hand draped over the gear shift, one hand over the steering wheel draped over it. <laughs> Phil Lukes can tell you a great story about the one. Uh, Phil is, is brand new. Uh-huh. And Phil goes, uh, there's a railroad track up here. And he, he's got it floored. <laughs> I know Wyandotte County better than you do. This is in the middle of the night? Yes. <laughs> you just mind your own business. And I think Phil said, he goes, oh, my God. He says, I grabbed the ceiling. He said, they went airborne. <laughs> it landed. The radar put in the, hit the driver in the head. His t- false teeth fell out. <laughs> uh, the, the car was damaged beyond belief. Another guy we had to work with, I'm going to a bar fight. Now I'm in my 20s. Bar fights are fun. Um, on the way there, we shuts off the lights and siren. 
and we turn on a back road. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of excited that we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. But yeah, this, uh, this looks fun. Well, by the time we get to McCutcheonsville, it'll be all over with, and we'll just take a report and go back. So we drove around, the lights off. We get to McCutcheonsville, and of course, everybody's gone. And he successfully completed another case. <laughs> that guy had never solved a case in his entire career. He just avoided him. And time. if he's listening to this, he knows who he is. There's a couple of those guys. <laughs> never solved a case. They also did get in trouble. Yeah. Nobody complains about them. Yeah. Uh, pretty amazing. First bar fight I went to is McCutcheonsville by myself. Nobody else was working. Didn't have a mustache. What was the bar in McCutcheonsville? <laughs> Didn't have a mustache. Do you remember? <laughs> was it the plank where the plank road is? It's right where the plank road is. Yeah. Okay. Because when, when you walk in, I can still remember the bar would be to the right. And he's got seats over there. Yep. Kaufman Tavern. Okay. Maybe. I don't I'll know. figure it. I'll look that up. So I get up there and I've got like four or five guys. I said, all right. And they're duking it out. And the barmaid's got her. Still fighting by the time you get there? Well, they probably had a break. They're still yeah. drinking. They're half buddies. <laughs> I said, all right, you're, you're done. And uh, they looked at me and they go, are you it? <laughs> I go, yeah. And they said, well, you're wet behind the ears. We'll dribble you out the door. <laughs> I said, you can do that. Well, I do have a gun. <laughs> yeah, but I told, I told him, I said, if you don't kill me, I'm going to come back. Yep. And your lives are going to suck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this bar will probably be closed down. And so I can negotiate with them, which you're not supposed to negotiate. And, uh, but you're by yourself. You, le- you learn how to talk. Yes. Um, saves you a lot of problems later on in life. So I negotiated with them. They said, can we finish our beer? Uh, yep. You're under arrest. I'm not going to file assault. We'll file disorderly conduct. At that time, 60 bucks. You'll post bond. We'll call your wives or girlfriends. Get you out of here. And... Uh, it's all over with at that point. And said, we can finish our beer. I go, finish your beer. He yeah. looked at the barmaid. I said, give me a Coke. She's kind of looking at me. Oh, I'm just faking this. I only got one handcuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's negotiation time. And we got those big Plymouths, I think, had yeah. monster engines. So I said, all right, you guys are under arrest. Get in the car. They're in the back. I got some in the front. <laughs> and we're heading back to upper. It was Kaufman's, by the way. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Good. Excuse me. <laughs> so they go, what's this switch for? I go, that's the pursuit lights. So now, remember, they're not handcuffed. They're playing with my pursuit lights. It was this button. That's a siren. Don't be hitting it. Don't be waking people up. It's three in the morning or whatever. They're hitting the siren. You're taking us to jail. Come on. Let's, let's, let's have, have some fun. fun, you know? So I radio Jack, Upper PD, and I said, Jack, meet me at the fairgrounds. What do you got? I go, just meet me at the fairground. I don't know what I have either. <laughs> so Jack's sitting here. He goes, what's the problem? He's He sees this car coming 60 miles an hour. I got pursuit Running lights hot. on, <laughs> sirens. We got down at the hospital. What is it? Fifth Street. That's the angle by the cemetery. In the middle yep. of the night. We got sirens on. The guys are having a good time. And my goal is to make an arrest. Yeah. Okay. So what? Everybody had to wake up a little bit there for me, but I totally bullshitted my way in there, got him charged, got him out of there. And, and thought didn't I was get a, your ass beat. That's the most no, important thing. But I also grew a mustache. Did you? Because they they kept saying, Too young. You just looked too, young. You, you, yeah. well, I did. I'm 175 <laughs> pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, 24. Maybe. I would have laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. 
you gave me a uniform to wear and you told me to be a cop. I don't have really have any idea what I'm doing out here. Yeah. But I'm working by myself. We had no backups. Yeah. Um, no radios, no portables. Oh. So you sign off and. Uh, no portables, but you yeah, had yeah. one in your car. Yeah. You have a radio, R- in, the radio car. in your car. Yeah. 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 And those, ra- those are a real low frequency. So we could always uh, Hancock, Seneca, uh, Wyandotte Crawford, we, we all knew each other who was working. Gotcha. So yeah. It, we would all sneak out. If somebody had something big, you could get across. They could, they would come down and try to help us like out. Like Seneca could probably make it to McCutcheonsville. Seneca if they would. Needed to. That would be yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, one time there was a murder and I looked up and I go, we had roadblocked and uh, looked Republic PD. I said, who are you? I heard there was a murder here. <laughs> well, this guy's <laughs> name's Bubba. Nice. Huge guy. <laughs> Sheriff Buford T. Justice. Yes. <laughs> I said, well, hi, Bubba. My name is Ron. He goes, uh, you seen this guy yet? I go, no, I haven't seen him. He goes, made a comment like if we can catch him. He says, we'll just rip his arms off and beat him to death. I go, nice to meet you, Bubba, but I think we better <laughs> probably read him his rights first. Uh, Bubba later on in Republic PD used to brag about he would move the corporation limit sign. Oh, yeah. You're familiar with it. I'm, I'm familiar with the tactic. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. He moved the corporation's limit sign, and uh, he would make his arrest for people going to the lake. Speed limits uh, and everything else. Yeah. That, yep. Oh, yeah. Bubba passed away. They told me. He <laughs> swore to tell the truth. <laughs> they swore him in, and he dropped dead. <laughs> Serious. Really? <laughs> he dropped dead of a heart attack. Huge man. I like the guy. I never been in that much. But uh, What was his last name? Do you remember? I do not know. Okay. Bubba. I Re- bet we could find it. Oh, I'm sure I can. Uh, I probably have a picture of him in that uh, Republic history. Republic oh, yeah, you do. He's a big black, yeah. big black guy. Okay. Bubba. I can't remember his last name. Nice guy. In Republic? Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. Nineteen, look around nineteen seventy-three or four. Okay, probably four. Was he a sheriff five. or city? No, cop? Republic PD. PD. Okay. Yeah. Do they still have a police department in Republic? I, I don't can't know. imagine they do. I don't think they do. Yeah. But if they do, it's not. It's still like Sycamores. It's maybe one guy or yeah. two guys. Not a big. Yeah. So you worked for Cobble. Had some, I'm sure we could just keep going, man. Like oh, on stories, stories, like I'm sure. Uh, uh, you know, so, I'll, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'm in there running radios. It's the middle of the night. Nobody else is working. A truck driver, you could walk right in the sheriff's department at that time too. Mm-hmm. Right would be where we sat. Truck driver says, hey, there's a police officer uptown. I don't know if something happened to him or not. Lights changed three times. I've watched him. He hasn't moved. He slumped over the wheel. This is an upper? Yeah. Okay. I'm going, crap. Mel's working. Mel Sanford. Mm-hmm. Oh, either Mel's dead or he's sleeping. Everybody had two jobs back then. You couldn't raise your family on those wages. Yeah. And uh, I told I, if I make a phone call, it's going to get Mel in trouble. And nobody else is working. So I told this guy, I said, come here. Sit right here. <laughs> the phone rings. Here's a pen. Wait, this is it right in the middle of town? Yeah. So it was a block away. Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm right. sheriff's department. And, and, just making and this, sure. yeah. this guy just stopped in. He's, He's a truck driver in. worried yep. about it. Yeah. Yep. I says, uh, here's the paper. Answer, Wyandotte County Sheriff's Department, if the phone rings, write down whatever they tell you. Try to get a phone number. Okay. 
I said, I'm going to run down here and check on this officer. I'll be right back. So I got a truck driver on the road. He's sitting This is how heist movies start. You understand this, right? He's sitting there answering the radio, and nobody called, and he didn't get any calls. There's no other officers work. And I run down the street, beat on the glass. Mel wakes up. He says, hi, Frog. Are you okay? Yeah, well, I said, you know. You might want to find somebody else. You see that, that semi down there? He's worried about <laughs> yeah. it. I want to find somewhere else. Because I'm okay. Him. So I run back to the sheriff's department. Here's this guy saying, this is okay. I go, thank you very much for your service. <laughs> you know, nobody called. You did a great job, and I appreciate it. Mel didn't get in trouble, and yeah. he's okay, and thank you for checking on him. But And that guy became a Wyandotte County Sheriff's Deputy for a, a I've, honorary Sheriff's uh, yeah, Deputy for the night. Probably five minutes. Yeah. yeah. I should have gave him a badge yeah. or something. Yeah, one of those kids' badges. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've said this before on the on this podcast, but I feel like the world used to be more interesting and fun. Like it, it's so serious. Like if you just imagine today, you imagine if someone left someone else in the sheriff's department to go check on someone, I mean, and That'd then somebody scandal. found out, it would just be such a. It truthfully big deal. was the wild west. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. if you would look at it under today's standards. It was the Wild West. Yeah. We had, uh, when I first started there at the Sheriff's Department, um, I ended up doing almost all the rapes for 20 years that I was there. But I'm going, hey, who's handling this? Uh, we don't investigate that. I said, it's an incest case, okay? Uh, we don't, we just, hmm. you can't prove it, so let it go. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to work it. So I started working those cases. That's how I ended up with almost 99% of those for 20 years. Uh, went upstairs. I go, hey, who's the property rooms officer? Just throw it upstairs. <laughs> well, no, we can't get into court unless you have it. Did you say the property rooms? Yeah. What's that mean? What's that? It, it, all that- your evidence has to be signed in, signed out. Oh, okay. Before you come to court. Gotcha. Well, apparently, they just mushed it up. They, when I said, can I be your property rooms officer? They go, yeah, you're it. So I went in there, and there's Shit. probably 50 to 100. Hundred years worth of guns, evidence, and and evidence, wow. yep. and bags of money, and property, and street lights, and car fenders. Uh, it took me years to clean it up. Try yeah. to find people. Try hey, to, with, and, try to, your and, uncle? Trying to smuggle yeah. the money out. You got to. You got to get. No. The, <laughs> you got to get the stuff back to people. If it's try, there, to, right? try, try to. Try to. Otherwise, yeah. you have to destroy it. And yeah. Some of these are antiques. Right. Um, so we tried to. You know, is this your family member? Yeah. Well, here, take the gun. Okay. Yeah. It's got a body on it. Don't use it. Well, some are... <laughs> Here's this gun they used to murder someone. Yeah. But well, if, if we knew that, we wouldn't do it. Yeah. But a lot of times, Grandpa committed suicide. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'd clean it off first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh, but it's that is funny. No, it's funny. It is. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I look at, and I, I spent 10 years with ODOT, and I can tell you that just the stories I heard from the guys who were there in the early 80s, and that was 10 years after the time that, that you're talking about, but the stories that those guys say, it was, it's, it was completely different. You and know, the, the like lawsuits. The whiskey in the drawer, like yes. the boss always had whiskey in the I drawer. I worked for the State Highway in Did you? between one year in college. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was a great job. But. Yeah, it was. I, I did too. But uh, Yeah, but I think the lawsuits yeah. kind of wiped it out. You know, um, OVI... Uh, when I first started working, we only worked traffic for about four or five years mm-hmm. just to learn how to talk to people. Yeah. And so I can write you a ticket. 
And I would, I and like Latham, I told him, we're going to write a ticket and we're going to get this person to say thank you. So I'm not going to, seriously. I, no, and he sense. laughed too. Yeah. I go, no, we're not going to take the worst charge. We're going to tell him about the worst charge. We're going to take a lighter charge. Mm-hmm. We're not going to sign for a second offense. We're going to sign for the first offense. I don't care if somebody didn't like it or not. Yeah. We wrote the ticket and we got it accomplished and he's thanking us. And that's kind of how you start getting your informants lined up. Mm-hmm. These people owe you favors. Um, but traffic was, uh, OVI was uh, 15, 0.15. Yep. And there's no presumption between 1.5 and 1.0. 0.15? Yeah. What, wait, explain that. There's it's no twice. presumption between 0, like you, there's no, 5 I think and 1.0. So. Yeah, between 1.0 and 1.5, um, we'd have to really prove you had bad driving. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. After 1.5, yeah, you tested 1.5, you're trashed. Yeah. So Now it's 0.08, right? Oh seven, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Thank God those Point. days are done. <laughs> it's half. <laughs> so we would have contest on Friday night or Saturday night. <laughs> State patrol's working. We're working. They're going, all right, whoever gets the lowest testing drunk has to buy the pizza. The lowest testing. Everybody has one hour and forty five minutes to get your drunk in here and get them tested. So you go out and look for that point one five five. Oh, better. <laughs> we would go to the Golden Triangle. The Golden Triangle was uh, aligned from Cary McCutcheonsville to Sycamore and across. Okay. There's more drunks per, per square mile than the rest, whole rest of the county combined. Yeah. Okay. There's just more bars there. So we would all run up there. Was that like Billy Bob's on the other side of the track? Oh, my God. To, yeah. I don't Kaufman's remember them all. And then over to, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we would all run up there and try to grab a drum. Now, I don't want to buy that pizza. We're all cops. We don't have any money. Yeah. So we're not going to mess around with anybody who can walk and talk. If you, got a, <laughs> if you got a car in the ditch and you open the door and a guy falls out, you go, you're mine. Yes, <laughs> you're mine tonight because I'm not buying pizza. My name's Ron, and I'll be your date for this evening. Yeah. So uh, everybody we brought in would be like two, three, two, two. Yeah. Just pastored. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that cheesy crap. And uh, one eight, you're, uh, one eight, you're buying pizza. Uh, one time it almost caught us, though. I had a drunk. You're not drunk enough. <laughs> I want you to be careful. Go home. <laughs> Ended up state patrol stops him a half mile away. And he says, the deputy said I was okay to drive home. I go, oh, that's, gonna catch what was this deputy's it. name? <laughs> yeah, we all looked alike. <laughs> I don't know. He had, guy with a mustache. He had a mustache. Yeah. He looked young <laughs> and he had a mustache. Not a very good looked one like a that. kid with a mustache. Yeah, yeah, a kid with a mustache. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the golden triangle. So Cary Sketch Sycamore. Yeah. That's the golden triangle. Yes. Nice. Oh, back then. Uh, that's so good. Uh, were you working during the blizzard? Yeah. That had to be good. <laughs> Super fun. Didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I think I was in with a, a front load, front end loader with Chuck Rollins. Spent the. Four or five days. Digging, yeah, digging not a lot of crime out. happening, just a lot of... There was no crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, domestic crime. Probably just people getting tired of each other. And not too much on that. It was pissing us off, though. You could get to carry if you go back and cross, <coughs> excuse me, 23, mm-hmm. northbound, southbound, one lane. And, uh, but you couldn't have anybody else out there. They, they would plug it up. Yeah. I think uh, another guy I worked with... Found some truckers that we knew in Cary and had told them to stay up there. Found them stuck at uh, 199-23 North, jamming up an exit, mm-hmm. stuck. So he says, give me your keys. He, he didn't know this officer. 
They handed him his keys and he launched it in a snowdrift. Oh, God. <laughs> Once they melt, you'll find them. <laughs> you'll get it later on. Uh, well, that's what they get for not following directions. <clears throat> that's told what him to I stay. thought, too. Yeah. Went up on the OU basketball team. Um, we had to dig our way out 30. Get on 23 northbound, southbound. It it took us a good four hours to get to 53. Mm-hmm. And you guys were familiar with that, but there's black ice on the road. Not really black. It was ruffled up, and you can't see if it's gray. And we stop, and here's a duffel bag sliding down 23 southbound. <laughs> I go, they didn't tell us it wrecked. What the hell? Yeah. So we keep moving, keep moving. We get up to the bus. Here, when they opened the bus door, the wind sprung it. Oh. And so they were using duffel bags trying to keep the heat in the bus. Uh-huh. So I checked on him. Everybody's okay. There's no problems. So I told the driver, stay close to us. Now we're going to have to dig our way back. It's going to take quite a while. The bus driver was scared. And so we started going back. And I, I, I told him to stay back a little bit. But he was terrified he was going to lose sight of us. First time we hit a drift to try to dig ourselves out, this bus driver is looking at me about three foot away, he crashes in the back of us. <laughs> what the hell happened? He says, I don't have any brakes. His brake lines had froze, froze up. up. Yeah. So he, he bumped us four or five times to that bus all the way to upper. So, so that's the OU basketball team, you said? Yeah. I got okay. a free, okay. I, I think I got a free ball game I got to go to. Still have it. Uh, I, I should have took the uniform. Okay. Look at this double bag. I bet you they'd let you in. I bet if you showed up and told that story, then somebody'd be like, let this guy. We, we could probably find to eight bucks. Well, they already <laughs> buy eight bucks to go I to think OU drinks bought, you. I went down. OU bought me a meal at a nice restaurant, and we went down at halftime. They, and Jake, I think, uh, was one of the CB was talking to him. Mm-hmm. But that was. Uh, that was the, the, the blizzard was just crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I never seen anything like that. I asked my grandfather, who was in his 90s, I said, You ever seen anything like this? And he paused and he goes, Nope. Never seen anything like this. And so he was in his 90s and he hadn't seen it. And that was the first time for me. Yeah. I don't think we've seen it since. I mean, we've had some big snows something here and like there, that. but nothing like what that. What was that? Two, three low systems combined? Is that what? Yeah, it was like a. <clears throat> like a, a super storm kind of yeah it was yeah two it, or three different low pressure zones combined and it was it was uh, yeah. unusual yeah the pictures that you see you know where the the drifts were above yeah. cars right i mean it's crazy and for days for four or five days yeah yeah like i missed it um the railroad tracks uh conrail's tracks mm-hmm. you could walk on the tracks you got the 23 overpass mm-hmm. walk up the snow Get on the overpass. Cross the overpass. The inside was full also. And you could walk back down. Uh, and I think it was a week later that Philadelphia or somebody decided to send four or five engines and load a freight through. They didn't have any snow removal equipment yeah. as far east. And I wish I could have seen this. But they ran, they this, through. They ran this train to push through. <laughs> and I think they made it two engines out. Broke the windows. Yeah. And uh, the train lifted up. Oh, because oh, the ice, yeah, jammed underneath, 
and uh, they had to send somebody from Fort Wayne over, tow that train to town, Jeez. jack that train up, <laughs> and pick all the ice out from underneath it. <sighs> I wish I could have watched that. Oh, man. That's somebody crazy. had a bad day that day. Oh, my. Can you imagine? They're lucky they didn't pile that whole train that, up. That guy made double time, and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> he sure they were amazing. I, I, I've got a thing on my list here that says, Carry Blast. I have oh. no idea what that means. Oh, you know the... the yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you you know about okay. that. That's, my mom was in the hospital with me. I was born the day oh, after Oh, when really? National, yeah. when national oh God, Line... I'm feeling and, and, it was, and it was in Fremont, and it woke her up. It shook the windows in yeah. the hospital. Okay, when National Line blew yeah. the Okay, I'll okay. give you the story on this. Okay. I should have been a suspect. <laughs> um, Any story that starts like that is okay. worth, the, worth uh, They had a head of security at National Line Stone. They were on strike. His name was Ray, retired state trooper. He didn't know crap about security. He was a retired state trooper. He's a retired state trooper. Yeah, looked good on a resume. He says, uh, I had to go up there. They've had a problem. There's somebody, they've already had one explosion uh, on a small um, ditch embankment. One of the supervisors, I think. I didn't handle that. Carrie PD did. And part of National sits um, in the county. Yep. And so they shot a bullet hole in one of the uh, fuel tanks. And so I'm looking at that, and uh, we're going over their security. And I said, "Where's your uh, dynamite magazines?" And he said, "I have one in the in the pit in the hole, and the other's back here on 16, which is in the county, mm-hmm. and uh, on the trailer. There's not a whole lot there." And I looked at Ray, and I said, "I'd blow up your magazine." I mean, uh, yeah, trying to think like <clears throat> I'm supposed to think. So I went home that night down by Harpster Miller Orchards. Yep. Went to bed and the house shakes because it's, mm. on, it's on the uh, same line of rock as National is. Mm-hmm. Went outside, looked over the railroad tracks. I don't see any flames. No train derailed, blew up propane. I looked at bed and I go, bet you they blew the magazine up and carry <laughs> and went back to bed. And about two minutes later, the phone rings. <laughs> Doris calls me. Shit. Shit. They blew up Carrie. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so we go up there, and uh, of course, that's not my case. That's uh, Larry Harden, BCI agent, uh, who I used to work with a lot. And we flew the sheriff back from a horse race someplace, and uh, they're investigating it. And so on 16, there's a railroad track that goes to Dolomite. Yep. Okay. We're standing on top of that. Now, we have people all over in North, the, the East coming to here. Here comes uh, news media's AP, UPI. Mm-hmm. We're talking to those guys, and there's really nothing to see. It's just a small hole, really. And It's uh, a hole with a, big, a, a smaller hole inside of it. It's a big hole with a smaller hole inside of it. Can yeah. we back yeah. up? Yeah, Can I'm sorry. I'm up? sorry. No, it's okay, because I'm just wondering. So you went over there that day. Yeah. And someone had shot a hole in their gas tank. One of and, the fuel tanks, yes. And, yeah, and you suggested to them, well, maybe you should get rid of that dynamite because you don't want. No, he suggested. No, I, I, I said, where's your magazine at? How are you securing it? And I go, oh, we're, dri- we're driving a truck back every 30 minutes to check it. And I go, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're leaving 29 minutes unattended? Yeah, because that sits back by itself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to the north. Okay. 
Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't clear on that. No, you probably were. I just, I wonder how it worked. I, I, I don't know. Why did it blow up? Like, well, what, what? That's, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Continue. We're gonna we're gonna start with this part first before yeah. we get wrapped up more. Context. Okay. So I've got I have this Detroit. Remember Detroit rocked. I mean that yeah. that concussion hit Detroit, and this we've been there all day long just guarding the road, and this uh, truck car pulls up. The guy slams on the brake. He yells at us. He goes Detroit free press, free press. I'm sorry. He goes where was the blast? And I'm sitting on the tracks and I go see that hole right there. I said that was a cornfield yesterday. Talking about the pit. He goes, oh my God. He's taking pictures of this. The rest of these news media are sitting there laughing at him. After he shot about five pictures, of course, there's buildings down there, yeah. there's trucks down there. That was a cornfield yesterday. Finally, he looks at me and everybody else is laughing at it. I go, no, that's the quarry. The blast is over here. But it was a lot of fun. But uh, they they finally on that case, they were getting close. Uh, both the feds are working it and the sheriff's working it. And uh, everybody wants a little feather in their hat. There's uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms in the office. We had the Bureau of Mines in the office. Oh, yeah. And I had one guy from the Nuclear Regulatory Agency. I go, what the hell are you doing in here? He's got maps out. He goes, we're studying the blast effect. I go, what? You're just, familiar. It's a high-pressure system sat on it that night, and there was uh, this dynamite had nothing over it, so the blast went up. It did not go down, which oh, was okay. actually good. Yeah. And then you have a shock wave. The shock, uh-huh. You have the ground shock wave, then you have the shock wave that hit the sky. That's why windows blew out in Shelby. Detroit really? got hit. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, my mom was in Fremont. With yeah, me. and that's it rattled the windows up. That's there. that shock wave going up yep. and down. It uh-huh. would go right over places. They're lucky nobody died. Yeah, and so, so they told me they go, "Hey, what are you doing for the next three days?" Uh, I don't know, nothing. Why? Whatever my boss tells me to do. Yeah, <laughs> I said, "Well, tell your wife you'll see her in about five days." I said, "Okay." So they sent me up to St. Uh, Tiffin. You're gonna be guarding this guy. Uh, he's one of the guys who blew it up. The other guys are after him. They're lying to me, okay, number one. Um, <laughs> you need to guard this guy. This is get... BCI telling you this? or No, this is the sheriff of Wyandotte County. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and so I ended up going to Tiffin. They gave me a radio for Tiffin PD. Tiffin PD had uh, an officer within a mile at all times. I got the curtains closed. I'm ordering the food. We're watching TV. I don't know this guy. Uh, him and I are buddies at this point, <laughs> and uh, um, we got our food signed off. I just, oh, I didn't even use my name for the food; just used my nickname. And uh, which is Frog? Yeah. Okay. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Wanna, I'm gonna ask you. Yeah, we'll come back to that. And so they, uh, I didn't want to ask him too many questions. Okay, it's not my case. I don't want to blow it. Finally, I looked at it and go. What was that like when that went off? I, I couldn't help. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Okay. I shouldn't be asking. Was it guy. cool? Yeah, basically. I go, what was that like when that went off? He goes, well, we were northbound 99. Uh, that's the road where I, by yeah. the tracks I stood on. Okay. Yeah. They were northbound, almost the county line. They had a, a two-minute time. What they did was they went up on the next road, set a two-minute timer on a fuse. Okay. Once that fuse burned off, they had a 
quick charge, mm-hmm. I think they call it a line charge, and somebody that knows this stuff will correct me, that goes across that half mile or mile within maybe one second. Okay. It's, it's fast. Yeah. And so we said they lit the fuse, and they went on 99, and uh, it took them quite a while to run that fuse across the line, by yeah. the way. Yeah. They, they spent some time at this. And I'm sure they didn't mean to hurt anybody, which they didn't, I don't think. It was for fun. Bunch of young guys like us going. It, it was fun, but yep. it, was, it was also yeah. You think we can do this? <laughs> I think we can blow this up. So it was. They were they were on strike, right? Yes. Yeah, and they were sitting around oh, drinking one night. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's. Oh, okay. Like oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Winding we, each other up, just yeah. yeah. No, I don't know the story. I mean, no, I know it blew yeah. up, but I we don't can, know the story. We can do this. You yeah. Know? Yep. And he says that uh, we, we were still laughing when the flash hit the sky. He says we were still laughing. <laughs> And we thought it was funny. Go, wow, it's going to wake him up. And he says, then at, at this point, all the trees in the ditch and all the leaves bent over sideways. About 10 seconds later, everything yes. starts, yeah, the concussion. And he goes, then we stopped laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, did, we didn't know what we <laughs> what did What did we just point. do? <laughs> yes. But... Uh, were they sitting in a bar drinking somewhere or the at conservation club maybe or I don't have the information before. I only okay. asked him what, what was it like when it went off. Okay. I know they went northbound. So and he admitted to you that he he I didn't ask. I didn't want to testify. We brought him back. We brought him back at about hundred miles an hour. They had a grand jury seated, um, and they got an indictment. Found out later on they were actually hiding from the feds too. I thought I was trying to kill the the guys were trying to kill him. So that's why I'm I had a gun by the door at all times. Uh, when I answered the door, I had one on the other side. Uh, but I found out later on they were hiding from the feds. Yeah. Because the feds would take Because they wanted the case. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and once he's <laughs> indicted, they were okay. But, of course, a federal indictment would supersede it. Sure. Yeah. But, but if they but got the, him indicted but, first, but then they still it was get their the credit case. for it. Or they, yeah. they get the bust. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So is that Cobble? Was it? Was it? Oh, yeah. It's Cobble. Yep. And he got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's. <laughs> they're telling me to kill these guys they're trying to kill him don't let him have it yeah, you're gonna kill a fed Hell, I'm hiding from the, the feds are gonna the come feds out. you moron we just tell me this till later it's just a jurisdictional disagreement yes <laughs> oh my god i feel like there's a lot of jurisdictional stuff that goes on that file agreements you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go ahead um, we'll fight it out later yeah, we still the, get the win politics are nasty yeah they're nasty i hate it yeah i agree uh, all right. Well, I got, <laughs> I, d- I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was, you didn't know they were on that? strike. Oh yeah. It, no, I just knew it blew up. I guess I thought no, that was screwed up. I accident. didn't know it was They're lucky that it sat above the ground in a trailer in a small building. There's a crater there and maybe the axle was still laying back there, but there was no pressure on it down. Yeah. Okay. Or it, it, it had up. It would have blown go up. Yes. Yeah. Because otherwise, what it would have just, it would have caused so much of like an, you would have almost a lot like an earthquake. And then you had the quarry protecting Cary itself. Mm-hmm. They didn't get the shock wave and the blast went over Cary. Cary, I don't think, had too much damage. I don't, I don't think Upper really did either. No. It was, it was it like kind of went over and, and, and like then dropped. Shelby yeah. and, and that area got a lot. And it's amazing. There's Detroit. Detroit thought <laughs> Cary was wiped off the map. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If yeah. you're shaking in Cary, <laughs> if yeah. you're shaking in Detroit, can you imagine what Cary must look like? Yep. Uh, my first phone call was they blew up Carrie. Carrie's gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> right there. See that hole? It used to be Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, 
Man. Well, you know, that was like during uh, the Civil War at Gettysburg. They had those. They, I think they called them like uh, sonic vacuums or something where like they, there'd be a, a battle during the Civil War in the mountains and a, a town 70 miles away would hear the blast. Oh, yeah. But a town four miles away wouldn't. Would it, it would go right over. Them. It's the percussion. It's how yeah. waves travel. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy from... Uh, the Fed was showing me the shockwaves. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. And the, did they have? I'm sure at the time they probably had uh, what are the uh, seismographs set up around the. You know, area. I didn't see anything. I only had a few moments with him because I couldn't figure out what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he was just showing me all of his maps in there and laid out in the whole floor. I bet you. I'll bet you if you go back, like if there's if there's seismic data, there's probably US geological survey. I'm sure they yeah. have record of it. Yeah, and they could probably give you a, a like an a map of where it was felt, how strong it was yeah. and everything else too. Yeah. Oh man, that's wild. That's yeah. awesome. That's data. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Big data. It's pretty that's cool. That's a crazy. What year was that? 77. It was March 7th, 8th or 9th of 1977. Brian's memory over here. He's like a steel <laughs> trap. <Attaboy. laughs> I, I only, like I said, I only know that because mom was in the hospital. I was born. It was either the day before I was born or the day after. I don't think. Oh, it was gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it was seventh, eighth, or ninth. Right? Yeah, they're lucky no one was killed. Oh, um, yeah, really. If the guy would have came back there to check on that, uh, oh. he had thirty minutes, and they watched him. They admitted to me that we watched him go back. They all work for National Line. Yeah, uh, and those were nice guys. They don't. Um, I don't think they ever got in any trouble the rest of their lives. Yeah, they just were, you know, probably not thinking people in Detroit were going to feel the blast. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The high, I think the high-pressure system kind of surprised them, too, on how it went. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But those guys are... And I knew them the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, they're, they're well, Those still, guys yeah. are probably still alive, I'd imagine, right? Uh, so I, think, I think there's two still alive. Or is yeah. there two of them brothers? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think two. We need to get those There guys. was a fourth one... <laughs> And I think they gave him to the feds. And I kind of felt sorry for him. They wanted to give a bone to the feds, and he went down on a federal rap. Yeah, that sucks. He, he kind of took a beating. Right? Yeah. And he was not a leader, to my knowledge. Uh, He's just the one that the other three didn't like as much. The sacrificial lamb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. He still he, has he, family around. He might have been the one with the least amount of dirt might, on him, and they he, thought, we, well, we'll give him to the feds and see if, see they, if can they can do anything. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's crazy. Uh, should we take a quick break? Yeah. All right. Okay, we're back with Ron. We've got so we we've talked for a while and we have so much. We we kind of got we're, we, we're not even to 1980. We, <laughs> we got to a point where we were talking offline and we said, "Hold on, let's get back at." Let's this. get back. So, first FBI agent you met? First guy I met, uh, middle of the night. Wait, um, and what year is this? Oh, that'd be 69, 70. Oh, okay. Still in high school. Like a G man. And so this guy comes in, two o'clock in the morning. He flips open his badge. I go, just a minute. Never one. Never take anybody flipping badge at you. Always read them. Mm-hmm. Let me see it again. Yep. Make them show it to you. Yeah. There's fake ones out there. 
I said, let me say it again. I'm going, that's cool. Does that you say know? female body inspector? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. You can buy this crap online oh, yeah. now. I mean, oh, yeah. you can tell the real ones. They're a little heavier. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, this guy's got a uh, blue pinstripe suit. Hair slicked back. Big, tall guy. Very nice. Doesn't oh. look like anybody around Upper. No. Yeah. Lime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I offer him a cup of coffee. And I, of course, I like to ask questions. And I said, so, you know, you meet Jager Hoover? <laughs> All the professional questions, okay? <laughs> Yes, Does I have. Wear girls' underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Anyway, I said, "So, what's he like?" He goes, "Mr. Hoover is very particular." Oh yeah. He says, "When you graduate, Mr. Hoover does not like sweaty palms." So, as we're standing there ready to graduate, he says, "We put our hand back, and there's a guy that puts a um, cloth in your hand." with some talc or something to dry your hand off. And they practice for a week, <laughs> okay, shaking hands correctly with Mr. Hoover. Boom. You have to do, he, he doesn't want any pussy handshakes, yeah. okay? Yeah. He doesn't want anybody missing the hand and grabbing the fingers. He wants a man's handshake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so we practice that. And so we shake Mr. Hoover's hand. I said, well, what happens if he doesn't like it? He said, if he... <laughs> You end up in Lima, Ohio. No, probably. <laughs> yeah, I was going, this guy's in Lima, all yeah. right? He said, you go to Boise, Idaho or someplace. Oh, that sounds awful. Stick in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. which beats Lima. Yeah, but, right. Uh, it was kind of interesting talking to him. And then, of course, you read everything else about Jager Hoover. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, you go, okay, this guy's a fruit loop. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah, just, just wild. It, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the... Uh, I couldn't, the, the FBI has always been interesting to me anyway, anyway, uh, just cause those guys like are crazy, like they're super intelligent. It's always like, I mean, they're high level. When you work with dudes. them, Jagger had a thing. They take information. They never give you information. It, it's all collection. They uh, collect intelligence. And so after a while you can get pretty frustrated. I have a federal crime here. And they'll bob your head. Mm-hmm. Go, You're not going to help me out, but you want me to help you out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the longer you're in law enforcement, you're going, I don't care if you're an FBI agent. Yeah. I don't want to see any federal officers. And by the way, you guys don't solve shit. Yeah. You take all of our information and you look good. Also, you take, not impressed. Yes. Yeah. So now there's some fantastic FBI mm-hmm. you know, um, agents out there, and I'm sure they're trying to get better at it. But there was a while where they were going, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Okay, you want to know? Go figure it out. Go play cop yourself. Yep. Um, and you'll figure it out. But there's some really good ones now, and I'm sure they're much better. But federal, federal uh, investigators have never impressed me. I, I think they yeah. work together yeah. now a little better than they used to. They what? They work together now a little better than You're they used probably to. correct on it. There's, uh, a, there's a more of a big picture exchange of information yes. kind of thing. It was terrible back in the 70s. Yeah, it was uh, terrible 25 years ago. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. But, you know, my hat's off to them. They're solving crime. Yeah. You always got to kind of watch budgets. When you hear people cutting, this is what happened to us. The more, if you're working a crime and there's political connections, there's going to be pressure to stop investigating that. And that's one of the reasons I had a problem in law enforcement. 
It's a great job. But you know what? There's pressure. They tell you there's no politics. Oh. Investigate the wrong family. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, investigate someone who has great connections with. Uh, there, there was one time I was so proud of myself. I actually figured out where they're going to hit. I was working with a group of detectives out of uh, northwest Ohio. And we're tracking a group that hits uh, gas stations, taking the wall out, removing the safe. Yeah. Fairly sophisticated. And so we all work together on it. We're going, okay, what's the date? What time? Blah, blah, blah. And we realize they're now starting to hit. They hit you before. They hit you now. The first time, my place in Wyandotte County followed your place. We know they hit it between 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning, Monday morning, which is a quiet time for cops. They take the whole back wall out. They're going to remove the safe. So for the first time in my life, we figured out where they're going to hit. And I said, look, I need overtime. I have worked my regular shift. I have to come in at 5.30 tomorrow morning. I'm going to be up all night. There's no overtime. I go, I'm positive. We're going to get a hit. There's no overtime. I said, I'll tell you what, because at this point in my career, I'm becoming a big asshole. And I said, I didn't go to school for this shit for nothing. I had to pay the regular price, the same price the detectives in Cleveland paid. Okay. Now you pay me triple time if I catch him. And if I don't catch him, you don't pay me anything. There's no overtime. <laughs> oh, if only it worked that way. <laughs> if you could. I, I got bullheaded. I go, Merry Christmas. I went home. Yep. Came back in at 5.30, phone rings. They took the back wall out wow. of the Shell station in Cary. No. <sighs> <laughs> what do you do? It's man? so frustrating yeah, because yeah. people would want you to do it for free. I went to Emerge uh, one time to investigate it. On the way up, I'm reading my notes. Okay, when's the last time she was seen? Uh, you know, all the details. I got to read this because you're going to be tied up for like two weeks at minimum. Hey, uh, we're not. We don't have much in the budget to pay you. <laughs> I go. Uh, you know what? Why don't you tell the commissioners to mortgage the courthouse? I could really give a shit. Yeah. I don't do this for free. Yeah. Everybody wanted it for free, yeah. and we did. We worked our first union contract was straight time overtime. Our first union contract was we demand training. Our first union contract we demand to qualify with our firearms. Um, if you went on vacation, I had to work half your shift for free and you worked the other half for free. Yeah. Uh, we had no holidays. Wait, that was, that was your first union contract to work half a shift? No, that was before we had union contract. Oh, okay. Yep. You just had to cover somebody? Yeah. Without free. getting paid? Hey. For your normal 40 hour. It's Wyandotte wage, County. Which, wow. Which was. Cowboy. Pro- <laughs> yeah, which so. probably wasn't a lot of money. One fo- no. You're, you yeah. weren't making a ton of money. Oh, uh, you know what's embarrassing? They would print your wages on the front page of the paper. <laughs> How do you expect me to get a loan? How do you expect my friends to even look at me and not laugh and yeah. going, you know. You made eight thousand dollars last year. <laughs> You're absolutely yeah. in the ballpark. That how, was just, how do you live? That was so embarrassing. Yeah, you know. No, I remember when I was real young, you know, early '80s, thinking to myself, "Man, how are how are cops doing this? I that's a that's a job that you don't get a paid a lot to do. I mean, there's not <sighs> a lot silly. of money in it. So many jobs in this world that yeah. are are yeah. very important. That oh yeah, I look make... at school teachers get the same shit. We yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Everybody knows how to teach school. Who I've never been to college for that. Yeah. But I'm going to tell the school teachers oh, how to yeah, teach. Right. Oh, yeah. And so 
nope, no one's has solved a crime. Yeah. And they're going to tell me, well, you should have done this. Yeah. And I'm going, I got a barber yelling at me one time at a bar. <laughs> I'm going, what's the most dangerous thing you ever did? You know, cut your finger with scissors? <laughs> Have you ever had a firearm pointed at you? Yeah. Have you ever had to negotiate just to save your own ass? Yeah. Uh, Rick Krause, if you're listening, <laughs> we're talking about you. No. <laughs> Maybe it was Rick Krause, though. We don't know. No, it wasn't Rick Krause. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm it's sorry. It's crazy. I, I yeah. No, it's good. It's uh, that's it's. But school teachers get the same crap. I yeah, think. they do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everybody yeah. knows your job. Although I don't complain about being my wages. Honestly, like, I also do have the summer off. The, and, and I know that's not, uh, it, but it, but it is true. Like, I only also, have to do it for you, nine months. You kind of need I, that summer off to just not have to deal with parents for about three months. Yeah, yeah. just decompress. I just like it. I mean, I don't know. You know, I went into some good. schools at one time. I thought, well, maybe education be up my ass. And I went into some schools, and I'm going, my God, I can't handle this. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's way too intense. I went into Jennifer's first grade class, <laughs> and I said, Jen, you're like a Nazi in here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not the daughter that I knew. And she goes, I have to keep in control. If yeah, I yeah. lose control, it's going to take they're, me. They're like those inmates. You have a couple of trustees yes. that, you, yes. that you know. It's way easier to maintain control than it is to regain control. That, that yeah. was her comment to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's true. I could, I could, you know, truthfully, everybody, uh, I couldn't do it on school teaching. I wouldn't have the patience. Jim Niedekors, uh has the uh, same training and I do. He's a tall parole officer. He decided to substitute teach, and he goes, "I'd rather deal with my inmates." <laughs> yeah, right. He says, "When they screw up, I can throw them in a cell block." Yeah. What do I do with this? You yeah. know? Yeah. No. And they send it, a nasty letter home to their parents, and then get yeah. your ass peeled because you because you talk to the parents that way. No thanks. Yep. For a hundred right. bucks a day? No. That's right. A hundred bucks a day. That's yep. right. All right, all right. I've got to ask you this one because it's got Scott Pennard's name by it. So oh, firearm convention, Scott Pennard. Let me see it. <laughs> That's all it says. It just says firearm convention. It's down towards the bottom there. Firearm convention. Firemen's convention. Oh, firemen's. Oh, firemen's yes. convention. Okay, Scott Pennard. At one time, they had a firemen's convention in Upper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Upper PD. It was huge. Twice now. Huge. Huge. Upper PD was pissed off. Certain people in administration decide this okay to do this. We're going to drink out in the middle of the street. Mm. By the way, there is a law against that at that time. We're going to put a gravity bed wagon up by the courthouse where you can walk by, launch your bottles, and ricochet <laughs> into the gravity bed wagon. Nice. People are trashed. Um, upper PD, they're pissed. Yep. Okay, what are you doing with this? How are we supposed to handle this? You have all these people in here, and there's like four or five of them, and they're old, the old-style cops. Is Don Needles and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kenny Miner, yeah. Kenny Miner uh, straightened my ass up once. Yeah, he and, put uh, me right against the wall. Bill Baker, <laughs> yeah, nice. So anyway, everybody's upset, and I think they had some fatalities. Somebody fell off one of the trucks, got yeah, run over. They did. Oh, that's right. two fatalities or one? It, yeah. it was getting crazy. Yeah, yep. which is why they didn't have it here for twenty five years after that. Yes. Yeah. I knew of one case where somebody handcuffed a guy to a tree and left. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was great. <laughs> really? Okay. He'll sober anyway, up. <laughs> so anyway, I went home, and uh, they gave me a call. Well, apparently somebody, you got too crazy, somebody decided, a politician, to close the bars, which they can't legally close the bars. 
This was here in Upper? Here in Upper. Okay. They're closing the bars early. And by the way, every bar is packed. Sure. The streets oh, are packed. Yeah. And then, of course, I was told that we had some fantastic officers who decided to go in, knock the bar, clean the bar off, and they're close it down. And close it down and push all the junks to the street. Yep. <laughs> so now you have a. All the drunks are pissed off. Uh-huh. Okay. The Look, bars are closed. Of course, the politicians are home sleeping. Yeah. Ha ha. Looking you know? for the next drink. <laughs> so I get you a phone call. You got 500 firemen looking for a, a yes, beer. Yes. Yeah. I get a phone call. They're having a riot uptown. I go, what? So I ran from my house, 4th and Finley, down to the downtown. There's Dwight High, the state patrolman. He pulled out his six-foot baton. He's got his cruisers <laughs> sitting there. There's me and there's Scott Bernard on a fire truck. Scott goes, run. They told me I'm a politician told me to hose them down. He says, if I do that, they're going to break legs. Okay. That's, that's some high pressure. Yeah. And I said, you can't, you have to read the riot act to them. Like literally the riot act. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 Give them a chance to disperse. Yeah. Peacefully. Mm-hmm. You can't just walk up and hose people down. Merry right. Christmas. <laughs> and I looked at Dwight High. I said, get that cruiser out of here. They're going to roll it over and burn it. They're going to revolt. Yes. So, he, he did. of course, there's Dwight with all of his state patrol. Yeah. Arm, and bless his heart for that. <laughs> but I'm going, what are we going to do? Okay, serious. Right now, there's like three of us. And all we're going to do is keep this peaceful. And they're going to call us names. They're going to call, they're going to call you assholes. Just go, yes, we are. Yep. Just go home peacefully. And uh, amazingly, they didn't break the windows. They went home. It took a while. Mm-hmm. But Scott Bernard, who's, who looked at me, he goes, Ron, if I hose this up, he, he's, what, 18, 19 years old. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and it, we're all young kids. Yeah. We all are yeah. unqualified and have too, much, too little training. So this was and, in the 70, mid, yeah. 70s, 84, <laughs> maybe 83? Yeah. Okay. Well, It'd be before that, wouldn't it? Well, you said you, you lived in town, so when did you move into town? Oh, hang on. Jen was two. Okay, oh, so okay. 79. She's born in 76. Yeah, 78. 78, yeah. 79. Okay. But thankfully, Scott. Right after the blizzard. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> thankfully, Scott, the young kid, knew enough not to crank that fire truck off. He's going to, number two, the lawsuits would have been out there. Oh. Yes, because no one had followed the law. You have to read that order to disperse, give them time to disperse. And uh, Scott, being a young kid, goes, I can't do this, Ron. I go, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, don't, you, be, don't, do, don't, don't do dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> and here's a, here's a young kid thinking about it. Here's yeah. a young kid. Well, who just wants to follow orders, too, probably at, at some got, level. He's, you're got, like, he's, okay, he's getting told. pressure from a politician. Which yeah. is All the politicians yeah. have, are home sleeping who thought that was a great idea, who didn't really know the law. And so Scott saved the city a fortune. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, in yeah. lawsuits. And we just sat back and totally outnumbered. Eventually, they'll, they'll yeah. wind down. They'll sober up a little bit. Yes. I think that's a thing in law enforcement that's come a long way is like, hey, let's, okay, we got this going on. What, if something happens, what are we going to do? You think we, we're getting better at that? Uh, oh, not everywhere, but okay. I do think it's, it's at least considered. I do, I do tell them, um, Shut off the lights and sirens. People are, people are doing things for the lights and sirens. Um, you know, 
try to keep it peaceful. Mm-hmm. We're going to go in here and be quiet. And by the way, if you can get out of uniform, get some plainclothes detectives in here. Uh, a lot of things happen because you're in uniform. Yeah. And uh, working plainclothes, you're going to solve some great crime. Yeah, you'll be able to just see what's yeah, happening. Nobody really wants to talk to the uniform officers. No. And those guys do a great job. They work very hard, not bad-mouthing them. Um, but you just have to calm things down. Uh, occasionally I get people walking up to me going, thank you. You know, that that's a big deal to me. You'll get students yeah. Uh, yeah. walking up going, thank you for just a little thing. And I, I have some teachers that I owe some big thank yous to. I never got a chance to give it to them. You want to give it to them now? Who are they? <laughs> I think they're passed away at oh, my age. Okay. <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm going through my list of things to talk about. I go, so many people die. Yeah. I go, that's bullshit. I mean, uh, on the bright side, I can talk about them. Oh, <laughs> uh, they can't defend themselves. Yeah. Like, on the downside, their kids are still around, and you like them. Oh yeah, yeah. I got Bill Clady and Sycamore. Uh, Bill's Bill's passed away. Yeah. And please allow me to tell that story. Bill is the most honest cop. If you were put a million dollars here in front of him, you'll have a million and two dollars left over next weekend, just in case one blew off. Okay. Yeah. Not, not to say that he wouldn't have tried and to gamble B- with Bill it. Bill Clady was the old police he, officer he was, in he was Sycamore. Sycamore. Everybody yep. ahead of him was hiding from the drunks. And uh, <laughs> Bill was from uh, Bucyrus. He loved the turtle. He would noodle for turtles. Did he? Oh, he had he had a tank full of turtles, and he would reach in. He had big hands, okay, yeah, yeah. bigger than mine. And he he'd reach down, and let a snapping turtle pull it out, Jesus. and he he'd pull out a turtle for you, okay. <laughs> and he lived right there on the time He lived right there, yeah, yeah. Or uh, is that, uh, that Sycamore Creek, Sycamore north side Creek, of town? Yeah. Bill's honest days long. So Bill, thank goodness, was working Sycamore, and we have tons of stories about him, but never, I would tell anybody to this day try to hit him yeah i had to arrest him one time really yeah <laughs> there's a lady yeah oh. <laughs> there's a whole story behind yeah that. okay and i'll tell you that later uh worked the deal out on that i said when you're sober up bill i'm gonna let you out of here i'll take a chance on you but you can't go back there and beat the yeah. heck out of that guy yep okay frog so he sat upstairs <laughs> in the cell block about four in the morning I think I'm ready, Frog. Okay. Don't. I hope so. <laughs> and then I'll tell you later on about the rest of that story. But uh, Bill called up. Uh, we had a guy who hated us. He had a circled our pictures in the paper. He wanted to kill us. Every time we dealt with him, I had to deal with him with Frankie. He had a firearm pulled out on a state patrolman one time. And I told him, I said, go ahead and shoot that trooper. Frank's a good friend of mine. <laughs> okay. I love Frank. He, he worked for us for a while. But and Frankie's got this little thirty eight. He's shaking, and uh, I had a shotgun on on uh, the other guy. And I said, "Go ahead and kill that trooper." That gives me a right to blow your head off. Your head. I don't going, even know this trooper. Yeah. So you kill him. That's fine. He's probably an asshole. That trooper. That trooper's a good friend of mine. <laughs> okay. And I remember Frankie going. He's kind of looking at me. He's shaking. Kind of looking at me like, "What are you telling him?" <laughs> Later on, I've dealt th- like two or three times with this guy. I had to remove guns the last time I did threaten to kill him. But uh, I said, I'm going to blow your head off. Okay, go ahead and do this that. This will be trooper. the last time I have to deal with you. Yes. Yeah. 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 All I have to deal with you after this it's is all paper. the time. It's just paperwork. And he finally put the gun down. And uh, uh, this guy's a total maniac. Uh, the last time I seen him, he found out I have a win- window in my house. He says, Gottfried. He said, there's a gas meter below your window. I'm blowing your house up sometime. 
Okay. Jeez. And <laughs> I have a I have a couple people that I think this might be, but I'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, north of town. What name the town? Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> so I said his first name. I said, "Go ahead." Okay. From this point on, you've threatened my family. I have a, I have a deal with anybody that threatens my family. It happened two times. I'm going to drag you in the house. I got some guns in there that are cold. I'm going to put that in your hand. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to put my uniform on and I'm going to investigate it. <laughs> so I said, as a breaking and entering. Any anytime you're on your sidewalk, my sidewalk's too close. And I think one time after that, and this guy's totally capable because you get to you get to understand him. Yep. He's across the street. And I go, "Come on, it's time." Come on down. He looked at me and he says, you're nuts. <laughs> That's right, buddy. That's, I would not have done that, but as long as he believed it. The other guy that threatened my family was working at a gas station when I was working drugs. And uh, he gave a message, he's going to burn my house down yeah. with my family in it. It's a brick house, but whatever. <laughs> so I went out and I stood in line. He worked at uh, what's is a pilot now. Mm-hmm. Used to be but Gas used America. To, thank Gas you. America, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I stood in line. Some other customers behind me, and I bought a product. And uh, he said it'll be five dollars, and I handed the money out. He went to grab it, and I pulled it back. I go, hey, I got a message from you. He starts grabbing it. And I go, that message is true. If I have any fires in my house that are suspicious. <laughs> And he kept trying to grab the money. I kept pulling. I'm in uniform. I go, you're going to sleep with a fire extinguisher the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Then I gave him the money. Here you go. Here's the money. Keep the change. (laughs) Filthy animal. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, unfortunately, I would try that today. Uh, Those are things that we did uh, once. We had a bunch of guys out of Eastern Ohio. Uh, tracked down a PUC officer who was trying to find his house. I, I ended up stopping them. And I go, hey, if he gets hurt, we're all coming to Eastern Ohio. Yeah. We're not gonna, we're not gonna follow the rules. Okay, we'll follow the rules, <laughs> but, but they're not gonna they, follow the. Rules. But they don't have yeah. to know that. But they don't. Right. Yeah. I, I will continue to follow the rules. But yeah. uh, you want to convince them you're crazy as they are. Sometimes that's that's your the only the, the last step in your escalation clause is to make them think you're crazy enough to just do it. Oh, yes. 100%. You're absolutely yeah. correct. You have to make them think, and that's your front. Make yeah. your front. Go, um, it's got to um, be convincing. You have to um, stick with are. it. Yeah. Hey, you're absolutely correct. You've you pushed um, me to my limit. Here it is. And yeah. Let's get yeah, yeah. And not many people get that. No, and you do have to do that. I tell kids that. I, I, mean, I teach high school. I'll tell kids, I'm like, you don't think I need this, right? Like, I, I could do... I could yeah. go to Bridgestone and make more money. Like yeah. I, I, if, if I get fired for punching you in the face, that's not going to end my life. Like yeah. I, I will be fine. And that's sometimes <clears throat> kids knowing just they get it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you I are crazy. Go, oh, he, maybe he is crazy. I could I go work tell. at the prison after I punch you and punch people all day. <laughs> he, he, he looks kind of crazy. So. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I get paid to punch kids. Yeah. Uh, we had Ron Mong in junior high. Bless our hearts. These teachers. And if you screwed up, Mong would put your fingers in a bench vice. Really? For industrial shop. <laughs> was he a shop teacher? Yes. Okay. So he had those okay. big bench vices. Yeah. He'd shove your fingers in there, tighten it up so you can't get your knuckles out, and he'd whack you with a board. 
Nice. No, I'm not bitching about it because yeah. we had, we had a good. Because it kept you straight. Didn't but it? you know, he had a bunch of boys in junior high, the worst possible oh, age yeah, in on life. Yeah. And there's Mong. <laughs> if there's a fire drill, you'd still. Be, <laughs> I'd like to go, but trying to get it with your knees. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, your knuckles are all skinned up. Oh, he's so it's brutal. But bless their hearts, they were correct. I told Ron Mong after that. I said, I "Use your stuff in shop." Uh, every day. Oh yeah. Then you're working a shop over here. Yeah. Uh, he was junior high. I said thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He would work at Pipers. I think later on. He did. Yeah. He uh, did. Yeah. And, he and the other passed away here in the last couple yes, of years. Just yeah. yeah. I just saw his houses for sale. Is it their old house? Yeah. And the oh. other one was a, a typewriter. A Mrs. Borton typing. I took as kind of a joke. Saved your life. Get me out of Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used it at the sheriff's department. I used it the rest of my career. Yep. And I don't have a big enough keyboard now, or I'd still be doing it. Yeah. Um, but amazingly, a, a odd thing like a typewriter. Isn't that funny? Yeah. 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 Who would expect that to that, uh, affect your life? Yeah. That's way it's wild how things work out. Yeah. My it's, first semester out of high school, I took a, a Windows class. Like it, it was mm-hmm. Windows ninety five had just come out. So I took I took computer science and it was introduction to Windows and I have used with Windows in some way or another for the last thirty years. Who would expect it? I, I didn't yeah. think that it would be a thing. Amazing. But here same it is. for me with Excel. I learned yeah. Excel spreadsheets in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Eight. And that's how I ended up in Cincinnati with yeah, right. Fairborn Equipment Company. And then you know, because I was like, wait, you're hold on. How are you tracking your sales? I was yeah. like, dude, I could show. Would you I like showed, a spreadsheet? I, I, sh- I showed uh, Mark Dillon, like, look at this. Look at yeah. how you could do this. And he's yeah. like, what? Because yeah. can you show my sales guys how to do this? I'm like, yeah, I'm 19. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'd go show. That's sure. good. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, it's just crazy. So this hey, is, I, so, go ahead. So this is mid 80s. Uh, yes. And you were, you were still at the sheriff's department. Yes. And then how long were you at the sheriff's department? 24 years. So you were there till about 93? About 90, because I had those years in the future. I mean, a couple before, before that. So I had some before, about 1990. Okay. And then you then became the bailiff? Yep. Okay. And then that's where you retired as the bailiff of the city, <laughs> the municipal court. <clears throat> that's correct. Okay. Yep. So you were with the city for 25 years? More years? Yeah, totally. 40 some, 43, okay. 44 yeah, doing, years. I'm in. doing the math in my and, head. And, and of course, like, oh, you know, yeah. when Jim gets elected judge, I go, I'm not working for my son in law. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just wrong. <laughs> if, if, seriously, if I would have screwed up, and sooner or later you're yeah, going to yeah. screw it, up. It'd be a conflict. Sooner or later you're going to make a mistake. And I, I knew I was running the limit. Yep. Uh, There's a perception there. Yeah. For and, sure. Yeah. It's, I didn't want to affect him. And yeah. you were probably just ready to not be working anymore. Timing's perfect. <laughs> oh, God. God, he won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, thank God. Now, I told one guy, I said, I'm not working for my son-in-law. He's abusing my daughter. <laughs> he goes, you mean he's beating her? I go, no. He's, he's sexually abusing her, okay? It's my daughter. They got two kids. You know, this, I'm not working for this guy. Yeah. I love Jim to death. But, yeah, yeah, you know. no, I know. Yeah. I got a I got one for you, a throwback question. Yeah. Uh do you remember that? Do you remember taking me to Columbus when Jeff got shot? Yes, I do. God, that was a crazy day. Well, it's honestly, one of the few times my van run correctly. The Volkswagen van. The yeah. Volkswagen van. What year was that? The the van. 
I'm sorry, I can't think of the sixties. I, I I I don't have a reference on it even. It's the it had the um, a Porsche engine in it. I can't. It's the bigger van. Yeah, that yeah. never ran right. Air cooled. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Until I hauled him. Yep. Uh, I was in all the way that requires it requires two hands. Yep. With. Because of steering, you're going to go all over the road. And I was so happy that you guys got there. You're playing in the back of the van. Yep. And I was so happy we didn't roll it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember that day. I mean, that was yeah. that's like a day in my life. Yeah. Uh, like April in 91. It was June. Was no, it June? no, it was, no, it was May. It was, it was uh, prom. During was, baseball. Prom. Yes. It was prom right. night. It, it was the day was after prom. Prom. prom was Friday, and this okay. was Saturday morning. Ju- um, I forget the day, but it was 91. One. It was my eighth grade year. Yeah. And you can eliminate this part, okay? But he's talking about his uncle, mm-hmm. who at one time we used to, who, who Jeff was a big time smoker, <laughs> who uh, would call in owls. Yeah. I would make fun of him. And he's got six owls around the pond. Yeah. And this, <laughs> your bro- this is your brother in law. Yes. Yeah. There was, two, there was uh, three of us. And uh, two of them end up killed within what? How many years? But uh, Jeff was pretty amazing. He built his own house. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice guy. I did tell him we lived north of town. I go, Jeff. I'm always going to tell you when I'm coming. Okay, get your marijuana out of the back window and cover it up. <laughs> it puts me in a bad situation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't care. I never made a marijuana arrest. I would tell you to dump it in front of me, and. Uh, but I didn't make an arrest. I wasn't that concerned about it. But one day we're flying. Kim will shoot me. So I shouldn't even tell this. Kim doesn't like this talk, but we're flying for dope. Now, the only thing we do is pull out the marijuana. Yeah. We don't make an arrest. There's a harvesting section, which if you're It's out hard there, to prove whose it is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I'm flying up there with a the guy, because I'm getting out of work. Yeah. I go, hey. You get to fly in a helicopter. That's yeah. a great day. Yeah. I said, put her on a side again. He goes, what do you got? I got, I got to get, oh, shoot. <laughs> nothing. He goes, what do you got? I go, nothing. <laughs> so next time I see my brother-in-law, I go, Jeff, if you're out there hoeing your garden, the one inside your sweet corn pan, <laughs> and you see a plane flying around circles, get out of it. <laughs> What do you mean? Don't be in proximity. You know, I see. You know, I see your dad. I see Jeff. Oh right? yeah, they're, they're the same. They're, oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. They, I just flashbacks. So you just see both of them. <laughs> what do you mean, Ron? Because that's what we do sometimes. Yeah. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Nicest guy oh, on earth. Oh, but after all those years, you're flying around, going, "Okay, we're going to pick here. We're going to pick there." And I don't really give a crap about marijuana. I never made an arrest. And most people didn't. No, no. That's the thing. That's I, always been the thing with marijuana anyway. Yeah. Is I stopped one crazy. guy I knew one time, directing traffic, middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I know this guy's in childhood. Directing traffic. You can see me. I got lights on. <laughs> guy pulls up named Sam. How you doing, Ron? I go, fine, Sam. And we're, what do you got? And I got a grain fire up here. And so roads closed. Okay, how's the family? We're shooting the shit. And I said, okay. I was just out driving around. Yeah. I said, hey, Sam, I said, it's good seeing you, but tell, do me a favor. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you see the cops, <laughs> would you just get close di- the ashtray? Take that dime bag and put it under your seat, okay? Yeah. <gasps> okay, okay. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. yeah. That's what he was. You're exa- Oh, you're okay. Hey, hey, thanks a lot. I, oh God, you, I'm the only person you've seen around here. You got a whole dime bag loaded up down there. Yeah, don't try to and, get and, it, and you don't even think like, oh. Oh, should I do something with the the bag of weed in my car? Yeah. Just kind of look, no, not him because he was uh, every day, <laughs> every day. Yeah. Uh, any stories about my uncle Jeff? I'd love a story. <sighs> the about owls. Jeff. He was amazing. I made fun he, of him. He was. He really was like an owl whisperer. I, I, you can't call owls. You know, I've had my two beers. Mm-hmm. You're not. I'll be go to hell. We're sitting around a pond. And they're lined up. He kept calling. Him. <laughs> he was calling him in. And he was calling he turkeys. That was his demise. Mm-hmm. He was so good at calling turkeys in. He didn't have a blind behind him. Mm-hmm. And so he had a camo on. Yep. And I think the young guys, it was a father-son. It was a yep. kid, and, right? uh, Yeah, you might know more about his, that how he got shot than I do. The father told the son, there's your turkey, pointing to the, the bush, allegedly. Which Moving was, a little bit, yeah. And uh, shot him in the back of the head, put a hole about the size of baseball. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he thought he was on the only person that was allowed to be on that property uh, down Southern Isle, even Wyandotte County. Don't ever assume that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was unfortunate. I think they father and son did load him up. They did. They, I, th- I kind of remember they drove their truck in there and, yes. and yeah. got him out of there. I mean, they did everything they could. They're not, you know, they, they yeah. felt terrible about it too. Yep. Yeah, and that was, and then, so then you, back to the VW van, I remember us driving down to Columbus yeah. to Grant, yeah, to Grant uh, in the VW. I used to, that VW van, I used to buy all the dope out of that. I would take my informants <laughs> and uh, had an antenna, put it up on the roof, and I'm laying up in Cary, listening to my informants <laughs> buying cocaine, and uh, I had to furnish my own vehicle. Yeah, so you, you, so you choose a VW van. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, had a lot of fun with that thing. One time, I'm parked by First Citizens. And this, of course, all the freaks thought I was cool. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And uh, a guy come up, and he starts asking me way too many questions. He wants to chum it up. I'm a VW driver. <laughs> and I can tell you're going to hit me up for drugs. Yeah. And so just to screw with him, I reached out and gave him a business card. At that time, I worked for the court, I think. So, yeah, well, if you have any more questions here, <laughs> I gave him my card and he gave Whoa. this. And then uh, I think it was Hetzel goes, you scared the hell out of my agent. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that was his, that was his agent. I, I think I know who it was. but <laughs> <laughs> He wanted to buy drugs off of me. I go, get the hell out of here. Here's my card, okay? Yeah. How much do you have? I could, tell by, I could tell by his eyes like, Oh shit! <laughs> Trying to buy drugs from the probation officer. Okay, and by the way, I worked drugs long before you <laughs> yeah. did. Okay, were you the probation officer for a while? Yeah, oh, okay. you were my. No, it was. Uh, it was. Sorry, I, you weren't my probation officer. It was. Uh, uh, <laughs> this Latham. is good. Latham. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Yeah. Oh, you were over there. Yeah. Yeah. Juvenile probation. It was ninety. So you, Bill. Yeah. And Phil, what you said his last name earlier, Phil, Phil Lucas. Phil Lucas. Yeah. You guys were kind of like the same. At one time. Bill, Bill's a little younger than you. Yeah, Bill's younger. Maybe, Phil's but... younger. Uh, Bill, uh, Phil became head of BCI and I, oh, Northwest okay. Ohio. 
Latham is still working, which he <laughs> amazes me. I know. Uh, how he didn't have burnout. And uh, at one time, there was three of us. We were solving crime all over Northwest Ohio, other places, because we were getting, all three of us would do, could do, okay, what were you doing? What were you doing? What'd you find out? What'd yeah. you learn on this? And uh, we were just having great, fun working cases outside of Wyandotte County. Although that, once again, you make politicians upset because you're not solving Wyandotte County crime. I might get a Corvette back uh, for uh, state patrol. Yeah. But I can't bring it back here. My drug informants, uh, I, I got to protect my informants. Um, your informants are <laughs> great people. If you don't work bars, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you work bars. Yeah. I know some stuff about you. I'm not going to do anything about it. I know some stuff about you. You're not going to do anything about it, okay? Yeah. And, but by the way, when example, uh, in Carrie, the, the jewels come up missing, okay? Yeah. Oh, the crown. The, yeah, the crown. Yeah. I went to my informers. I go, this is what I want. You owe me. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want, and you owe me. And uh, that's how my informers work. I, I had a lot on you. I gave you a break on something. I just need dirt. I did, yes. Yeah. And I'll be go to hell right during the fair. I never really told anybody about this to protect it, but <laughs> um, all the jewels returned. This is the first time they were stolen mm-hmm. to a mailbox at our Godfrey. <laughs> no kidding. It was Ray. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I got it back. Okay. That's, that's the informers going. This is what I want. Yeah. Okay. Your lives are going to suck. I need to know what this is. Okay. I called all my cards in. Yep. Yeah. That owed me favors. And once this happens, you got to, you have to honor those cards. Yeah. Don't ask them for the second time. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not fair. Not correct. Uh, but it works sometimes. They'll yeah. Come, they'll come to you and go, wow. It's all wrapped in aluminum foil. The mail, mailman <laughs> goes, you need to check that mailbox. Like, holy shit. Look at this. Uh, we had them all scattered out on the floor and got them back. That's okay. Awesome. Let's, let's back up. Yes. What are you talking about? The, oh, uh, yeah, what, what do you uh, mean? If you go to the, the Basilica in Cary. The Basilica, yep. the Cary Shrine, the jewels off of the, uh, like the, the Virgin, Mary and the, yes. the Virgin. They're on the right-hand side. Yeah. Yep. That, 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 yes. that uh, a, what's it called, that she's holding. Well, no, no, no. It's, see, they, they change that out. The outfit that she wears, they change that seasonally. Oh, and, okay. And each one of those outfits is, like, bejeweled. Oh, okay. So they took all of the like the scepter, and they took scepter. The, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they took the they took the jewels that were on the outfit, like everything. Yep. We okay. were trying to get into alarm it, and uh, they wouldn't. Uh, you know, you have to respect everybody's religion. Because and yeah. I go, Donnie, Donnie. I, you know, I worked with Carrie. Um, we need to get I'm that. Tr- alarm. I'm trying to tell Jordan to just come in here. She's, in, she's been looking in the window. Yeah, she's been lurking out there. Really oh, just have an empty glass. You can come in. Okay. Come in. Empty sit. glass. So okay, so the what year? When was that? Ninety two. I I have like a weird like lot of knowledge about some things, and then other thing like you said that I've never heard this story. I have no idea what you're talking about. A couple different times. Yeah, Yeah. mine was in the eighties, I think. Okay, Okay. I I remember being at the fair. That's why. Yeah, you know, you said that that. one, and and I remember like the front page of the newspaper that at that time was. Yeah. Can can we get crazy here? I, uh, what's like the greatest crime you ever solved? Like, or you know, the the one that you like the greatest caper. You, you know, solved. like uh, the the one I'm proudest of. And this is where the if people trust you, your informants trust you, or people trust you. I had a lady, and it didn't get publicity. 
Um, one of one of them I will never talk about. And I paid all my wages back with Phil. That Wyandotte County taxpayer ever paid me. I, you got that money back over and over and over and over. And uh, here's the middle finger if you think I'm. Uh, and you know. because you weren't busting my uncle Jeff for having a pot field, no, <laughs> that, no, that, no. that all gets forgiven. That, that, Not forgive. a field, a, a small patch, I, a patch I in his a, corn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> personal use. I think personal is the term use. you're looking for. I had a lady call me up um, and said, "Ron, I went to the grocery store." I think I made eye contact with this guy. She's a young lady, attractive lady, had a young child with her. And she goes, I seen this guy at the grocery store. He comes to my house. She lives out in the country. And he wanted to use my phone. His car broke down. She didn't trust him. She goes, that's the guy at the grocery store. She, I'll call the number for you. She calls the number. There's no answer. And he says, I'll handle it myself. That's unusual. Okay. About two years later, um, Upper PD has a rape case, a, a really nasty rape case, adult female. And I asked, I came in at 530. I said, do you care if I work it? And they said, we all went home. Must be someone from out of town. Went down and talked to the young lady. And uh, he starts out asking for money. Okay. And one of the things I asked her, where were you prior to this? I was at a grocery store. She has a young child with her, very attractive. Uh, the rape occurs with other people present, and this is kind of unusual. So then I'm going, all right, I've got a, this phone number that this lady called me two years about. Mm-hmm. I still had that case. And I've told her, you have solved six rape cases <sighs> up and down uh, Delaware, Wyandotte, Delaware, Marion, Wyandotte, uh, Hancock Wood. So, he, so a serial rapist. He's a serial rapist. He starts out every one of these rapes. Number one, I said, I ask these people who has a rape case. Your victim's been to the grocery store, probably has a young child with her. He's using a knife. He's going to start asking for money. He, he doesn't really care if you give money or not. He's going to continue with this. And he's quite bold. I think in Hancock County, he said, uh, she says, my husband's upstairs. And he said, you better be very quiet. In fact, they almost didn't believe her. But every one of those fell in. The phone number that the young lady from who gave it to me, go, this is suspicious, matched a house. He wasn't home in Morrill County. Marion County actually worked the case because they had a throat slit and just before DNA. She didn't go home. She went to the grocery store. No, laundromat. So by putting that together, I mean, we didn't get publicity out of it because he came in here and changed his plea. By putting that together, this is what we solved. We probably had a lot more uh, cases out there. If I could go further into Hancock or uh, Lucas County. Yeah, who knows what all he got into. uh, Yeah, Franklin County, but like once a month. (laughs) Once a month. Wow. Uh, He had a, by the way, he had a gorgeous wife of different hair color. So I always look at that and go, huh. why? I ask, I, I, I go, why? Try to figure your cases out. But all the cases had the same hair color? Yeah. He, what color? So like his, his wife was blonde and all the cases she was were dark brunette hair. or whatever. She, his wife had darker hair. Okay. Huh. Had a thing for blondes. Um, Man. Rather, rather unusual, I thought. Hmm. There's some really 
horrible people out there. But they get in habits. Yeah. Thank God they get in those habits. Yeah. Those habits are what, what would, and always ask questions. Like Larry Huffman, I used to, Larry came home, killed his mom. And uh, that was when I first started. So I was working at, and I ended up with Larry. I, I figured out what car he had by calling down to uh, um, Virginia, to Navy base. And uh, we did figure out by making some phone calls. I had just started, or I was new to the job. It was not my case. I went up, started going, hey, if you see this car, if you see this, let me know. I leave McCutcheonsville. I go down to Nevada, and I get a call. The car's here. So we go back up, and then the politicians, the big shots, remember, I'm a peon at that point. They're going to do an airplane. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. and. Uh, he wasn't there on the plane. They found him at the laundromat, Tiffin, doing laundry. And uh, so he ended up in cell block. And go, Larry, you know, I take him to the hospital every day. I said, uh, where'd you go after you left the campgrounds? Because I was just working there. He goes, I went to Tiffin do laundry. I went out the other direction. I said, what route did you travel? He goes, 53. Oh, you see anything unusual? He goes, all these sheriff's cruisers are driving past me. This lights and sirens. I got all these sheriff's cruisers driving past lights and sirens. Larry's got this Maverick with Virginia tags on. My suspect car is driving right by them yep. to do the laundromat. Uh, but I said, always ask questions why. And Larry, what what tipped you off? You know, he shot his mother. He said, I joined the Navy to get away from my mom. And uh Okay, I get it. And she sent me a, a nasty letter because I didn't send her a card for Mother's Day. And he goes, that's it. I can't even get away from you. So he rents a car, drives back to McCutcheonsville. No, the county line, county line road. Sits behind her house, drinking a couple beers. And she came around the corner. As he tells me this, he says, hi, Mom. And fired around. Oddly, the round <laughs> hit her arm and didn't kill her. She ran in the house. He chased her in the house. She's trying to light the curtains on fire. Uh, he reloads another gun. She runs across the road. She falls down the bean field, and uh, Larry puts a double barrel on her back and blows her away. Now, I'll tell you, Larry has no criminal record. He died in prison, I think. Uh, he came home for one reason, to kill his mom. Man. He tried to get away from her. <laughs> but everybody has the reason I tell that story is everybody has a reason. Um, when you work those cases, what was the reason? What was the tipping point? Okay, ask those yep. why. Mm -hmm. Ask yeah. why. It'll help you out on solving other cases later on. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Uh, why was she going to light the curtains on fire just to get attention? She wanted attention. She tried to light the curtains on fire yeah. to get attention. Just so people. Because he was reloading the firearm. Yep. And that's not my case. But. Uh, Ugh. Only bits and pieces were my case. I had just started that time. Uh, Bill Latham, by the way, has uh, some bizarre cases. When you ask that question, why? Mm. Bill has actually had some people that will totally floor you. Occasionally, yeah. he stops by and we go over cases, but uh, they're puzzling to me, puzzling to him. Uh, they answer a lot of questions to you. Oh, really good people can do this. Yeah, Larry Huffman had. No criminal record. I knew another guy I put away from murder. He just got out, by the way. He's uh, 
a televangelist now. He got the last guy I put in for murder. <laughs> yeah, people send me stuff from him. And uh, <laughs> saving souls. Well, saving souls. That's good. Oh yeah, <sighs> got some redemption to take care of. Well, you know, I'll tell Estelle when I see her in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I wish him luck. I don't mean any bad. Yeah, yeah. Feelings, but. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's lighten it up a little. I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. I, fuck, we're at two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, we are. I could. That's fine. I, I okay, mean, we no, can. I feel like we five, actually received we, a request to keep it to make them go as long as we possibly can, but that's okay. Oh, um, <laughs> you the glass full. I, th- these are just some other questions. Uh, we're. I, th- this is my own memory. I feel like you were responsible for like you ran the little league. And getting all those fields out at the high school yeah, was that yeah. you? Yeah. Well, no. There's other people. I don't. Do yeah, oh, I'm sure there were a bunch of people involved, but um, you were involved in that, right? Wait, yes. How did yeah. that all? Because when I played little league, we played at A.O. Smith. Yeah. A.O. Smith was fantastic. That's where I played too. Yep. I ran out of room. It was busy. Um, went to uh, school board and said we can build three diamonds, and they. One guy told me later on from school, he said, I never thought you'd finish one. <laughs> <laughs> but we did three. Showed him. Um, amazingly, I had an attorney tell me, he says, I have a client who likes your work, and he's left you in his will. Well, we put up lights. We're in debt to our ass. <laughs> and uh, I used to ask him, I said, how's your client? And he's healthy. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so about every six months, I go, How's your client? He, of course, he can't tell me who yeah, he is. Sure. I said, He's quite healthy. Damn. So finally, everything's paid off. Everybody worked really hard. And about five years later, the attorney said, hey, ask me how my client is. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's he doing? Dead. Oh, well, so oh. not good? Yeah. Well, I go, okay, did he leave us uh <laughs> Maybe thousand, two thousand dollars. Nah, he left you a nice chunk. I don't remember the exact amount, around two hundred thousand dollars. Ollie Eblen from oh, uh, nice left us that money. Ollie Eblen, why do I know that name? Uh, he had the Napa store up where uh, there's a pastry store now. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. The tasty, not uh, the glazed over. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, cool. He's in Napa store. Uh, okay. A guy. I said, why would he give us money? He never even sponsored a ball team. Yeah. And he mentioned that he sponsored a team that never came in and said thank you to him. Oh, well, I don't. I never. I have no idea who Don Young was, but I was on his team for. Don Young was, yeah, that's Terry Young's dad. Yeah, yeah, Terry Young's dad. Like I know who he is. I just like I never met him. That team so. was around when Christ was a corporal. I think uh, oh, we were so bad too. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Brown? Were you yeah. guys brown? No, we were. We started off black and yellow. And uh, black and yellow. And halfway through, Keith was on the team too. I'm, I think uh, Holman played. No, he Holman played for. He had the old uniforms. That's one of the original <laughs> teams down there. What's I that? Think. Don Young. There was like four teams. I think Don Young was one of the original. Yeah, they, they were around. VFW. A long time. I can't remember the two. Oh, VFW. What about Elks? Diamond Savings? They weren't one of the first. That was ones, later. Okay. Yeah. That I was minor the, league. I hated those guys. Little league was. Yeah, the Elks. <laughs> Uh, yes, Dominoes and Cliff's Crankshaft was was in there before them. Yeah. Uh, Dickie and Shane had a team. Uh, geez, the Lions. 
You know what I talked to. <laughs> I've talked to people who said you can build those new ball diamonds, but the most fun they had was on the old ball diamond behind A.O. Smith. Oh, that's a great. You had, you had kids up there hanging the score, mm-hmm. yep. just like old time. Yep. If you got a foul ball, you got an icy. Yes. Yeah. You, you had a short diamond. You could hit a home run. Yep. Even the losers like me could maybe I, get a home run. I cranked one out. Oh, yeah, that, was, oh you that get it. One. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was, yes. It was yeah. my big day. You probably yeah. wouldn't do that on the other diamonds. No. No. But, uh, oh, really. was it shorter? It was a. Yeah, it, it was, was a smaller yeah, field. Was, oh yeah. Yeah. That's why Krause was always cranking them out. Was, oh, I used to hit. I think I we had a tournament one time to raise raise money, and had the Great Lakes All Stars came down for the tournament. We just had enough balls. These <gasps> guys were shooting them across the railroad tracks. Oh, nice. Into the bean field. They loved it. They had the greatest time. <laughs> My, the team I had, the outfitters, had just lean on the fence. Just lean on the fence. My outfitters are out there as far as they can go. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. <sighs> but they had, people told me they had a good time on that diamond. Yeah. Okay, hey, we're back after literally like 45 minutes of chit-chat. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. But this is hey, my, my real last question is, why do, how'd you get the nickname Frog or Froggy? It's, you oh, know, yeah. It, it's like if I put a sign on your back, said kick me. Uh, Kenny Eckleberry playing football. We had a new coach, and he wanted the names of all the players on the front of their helmet. Instead of putting my name on there, Kenny Eckleberry put Froggy. <laughs> And so I'm standing there, and the guy goes, you, Froggy. Of course. <laughs> you didn't know he put it on there? No. Yeah. <laughs> like a moron. Yeah. So once this happens two or three times, and then, and then they tell me, at that point, you're now Froggy. Yep. That has followed me incredible places. <laughs> um, Overseas? I'm in the Army. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'm walking past the barracks. The guy goes, Froggy. And I just kept laughing. because somebody else is stuck with that. Guy goes, some frog. Pro- I'm sorry, son of a bitch has yeah. froggy too. <laughs> At the third time, it's a, it's a guy from opera who worked in the motor pool. And so it followed no me around. Shit. Then it follows you at work. Yeah. And so I, I guess it goes on your tombstone. Yep. You got to put it, it on there. I wish I could tell you a great story of why. No, that's it. That, I, I think that's how all nicknames. Nicknames generally just are. Uh, my, I work with Aaron Frazee, and he's from New Washington. He's like, no one from New Washington knows anyone's real name it's on everyone yeah. has a nickname carrie has a lot of nicknames yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah. i think so. So. i think just tight-knit communities in general tend to like right. have that kind of yeah. cultural exchange where you feel comfortable enough calling somebody by a nickname yeah yeah, yeah. so okay oh good that's easy enough that's an easy note. I wish I had an interesting story. No, that's good. It's been plenty a, of interesting stories. That's actually a pretty stories. interesting story. So. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I think. Stupidity. Uh, okay, so let's just finish it up. You've got two kids, Brian and Jen. Yeah. Jen's our next door neighbor. Yeah. We could probably look over there right now and at least see their car. Their garage door is always open. Uh, how many grandkids? Three. Three grandkids? Yep. Yep. Three grandkids. Case. Case and Emily Erica. Yep. Yeah. The Rulins, your, 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 Brian works for the city. Yes. You know, he solved a robbery. I've never solved a robbery in 40 years of law Ever? Never solved a robbery? 
Never. It may have solved them, but never stopped one while it's happening. Yeah. Oh. He goes out. Um, what's the grocery store? There's a coffee shop there. Uh, by oh, Wilson. Oh, Wilson Grocery. Brian goes past, sees a guy, get to ask him. Looks odd. He starts pulling something over his face. He circles a block. This is pre-COVID, so wondered, what, why is this guy got a yeah, mask? Yeah. yeah. Mask back then. Pre-COVID. <laughs> the guy comes running out, and he starts chasing him with his truck. He goes, I debated, Dad, whether to run over him. I said, well, fortunately, you didn't. I know that unless he tries to do something Just to get you. his license plate number and call it in. But uh, he had a P there, upper PD, and then he found out where the guy went to uh, across the tracks. Yep. And uh, I'll be go to hell. He got a free case of beer out of that from. <laughs> oh, they had good beer down there too. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably the but best. But Brian probably you could took. Get. A, is he a Budweiser guy? I know I he's got a beer. I think he's uh, whatever's free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. But Bud Light probably. Bud Light. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I bet he drink anything you put in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. It. That's why he's a good guy. But Brian I never. I never got guy. a cheat. I never got an armed robbery in progress. No. No. I got him <laughs> afterwards, but. Yeah, not in the act. That's the cool shit. You know? <laughs> that is true. Yeah, just no. busting someone down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kason, eighth grader at Upper, yes. and then you've got Erica, Erica is a grade. junior. No, yeah, Erica is an eighth grader, and then, M's junior, and M's a junior. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good kids, all good kids. Yeah, and your kids are both good. I worked with Jen at the park pool. Oh, under yeah. the the Joe Miller management gotcha. at the park pool. Jen I, t- was, I told you my kids had orders. Um, about high school age. If anybody asks who your father is, never tell him me. Uh, you <laughs> tell best. him, yeah. yeah. You tell him Lynn Gottfried, who is my cousin, who never pisses anybody off. <laughs> or you tell him a Schwann ice cream man, because we used to get these gallon pails of ice cream. And uh, I'm never quite sure. You can delete this part. I'm going to tell you about. I lived in Cleveland, in Illyria. Oh, you and, lived in Illyria? Yeah. This is during and, college, when you were yeah, in college. Yeah. And the lady down below, Lily, uh, there was a knifing that went on, happened one time. Her husband got out of prison, and her, James got in problem. I go to work, and James is waving at me. And I go to school, and the cops are going, you seen James? I go, no. <laughs> I need to actually live here, okay? Yeah. But anyway, one day, lady down below said she's pregnant. I go, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. I don't. We must have one for a few minutes there. Okay. I don't have no boyfriend. I said, well, how'd you get in that condition? She says, the garbage man. Your boyfriend's the garbage man? No. How you think I pay the garbage? I went upstairs to Bev and I said, let me see the checkbook. Do we pay for garbage? <laughs> I thought it was friends and family. How much do we pay for the garbage? Yes. I thought it was friends and family. All the garbage truck guys would go in the house. It would take him forever yeah. to go down those three or four blocks. Yeah. Okay. I just thought they were seeing neighbors and friends. I didn't know there's people paying their garbage bill that way. God. Well, that's it's an old, that's a spin on the old, like, it's uh, only because oh, be the milkman didn't come around anymore. That's, that's right. That's right. It, uh, the garbage man. Oh, it was a fantastic. hoot. It was yeah. me and the cockroaches. One time, my other neighbor lived in the house. He goes, Godfrey, you be spraying cockroaches? Oh, yeah. I mean, two o'clock in the morning, turn the alarm. I mean, I hate cockroaches today. <laughs> We'd both get up, run around, black flag. Yeah, yeah. He goes, well, knock it off. I go, why? 
They'll all be coming to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got to go somewhere. Illyria is a pretty tough town now. I'm I mean. sorry. They burnt that street down, I think. <laughs> it was, you know, bless our heart, they all treated me well. Yeah, yeah. I went down to a Smith Dairy one morning, Sunday morning. I would sit outside, and uh, they had a church upstairs. <laughs> and I would go down and get a Pepsi or something to drink and lean against that church because them people rocked. Yeah. They were upstairs. Oh, I could still yeah. remember the beat. Yep. Okay. And I would walk in one day and the old white guy's in there. I go, you get to listen to this every Sunday morning. He goes, one of these days, that whole, that whole congregation is going to fall in my meat market. <laughs> <laughs> the dust is flying. This place. Yeah, I bet it is. I, if I wouldn't have offended them, I would always wanted to go up there. Well, I don't think but you, you would have but you know, anybody. looking back now, I probably. But at that time, you're a kid. And yeah. Going, I, yeah, you're nervous I, and yeah, yeah, not sure how yeah. to act. But and, I really, yeah. to this day, wish I would have went up there and listened to them guys rock. They, yeah, they had a church service, nothing like uh, around here. Uh, it wasn't yeah. wasn't a Catholic mass. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, well, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate. Hey, it. yeah, thank man, you. we appreciate yeah. you coming in, man. This yeah. has been awesome. We're you, at two and a half hours. You can take this. <laughs> this is perfect. You yeah. can take this two and a half hours and reduce it down. <laughs> it's we'll a fifteen minute. Got to do. We got to do, folks. I'm no, sorry. listen, listen. I, I got to be honest with you. We had our first uh, official complaint, and oh. Keith Nitacore, if you are listening right now, I want you to know that we are going to try to keep this as close to two and a half hours as we possibly can, <laughs> because I know that you complained that. Just when you're starting to get into it, we cut it off. We cut it off. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he he doesn't like that they're short. I, he likes them longer. I'm sorry, I found Keith. that people have told me they're like, no, I'll listen to it like over two or three days. Yeah. Like, for as long as you guys make it, as long as you guys stay entertaining, we will keep listening. I think that's so. what Ann says she does. Yeah. She yeah. listens to it. It's, time, it's 20 yeah. minutes here, half hour there. Yeah. It's fine. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, I, there's, I mean, other than other than a person's name earlier that, that Ron said to cut out, I don't know that anything's no, I, cut, I think this so. is gold. This is gold. Well, if I've yeah. offended you, I've done my job. <laughs> Too bad. You know how He's retired and he's all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cut off my pay. Uh, nice. All right. Thanks, Ron. Thank thanks, you, gentlemen. Appreciate Thank you. It. All right, everybody. Well, that was... The story, Ron Godfrey's story. That's Ron. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed it. We, Brian and I, you can tell by the laughter, <laughs> we had a great time doing this one. It's so we're, we're recording this about a week after we recorded the uh, session. And let me tell you, uh, it, I, I want to go back and re listen to it because it was just that much fun. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Uh, he stayed for an hour afterwards. Yes. Yeah. And we talked and talked and said a lot of things. Actually, he texted me the next day and said, Hey, what did what did we talk about off record there? I, I got to make sure that was off record. I said, yeah, but it was all off record. All off record. We're so we learned some extra stuff there. Uh, Brian and I aren't going to do like a historical breakdown on this one because, you know, it's at two hours and 20 minutes or so. We'll, we're just going to kind of say goodbye and we'll let this one, we'll let you think about this one on your own. Well, maybe, maybe you can ask us next time you see us uh, if you have questions. We'd be happy to talk about it. Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, so everybody, we'll be back in a couple weeks. We got a couple people coming in, and we'll get them. We'll get them out to you as soon as we get them done. Keep uh, keep a lookout. Make sure you go to our Facebook page, check us out. But mostly, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please subscribe. That's the best thing you can do to help old Brian and I out here. Uh, so yeah, anything else, Brian? Nope. Cool. cool. All right, everybody, we're signing off. Hope you guys have a good day. It's been real. It's been real.